Well, it's funny you guys mentioned uh, Bill Clinton. My wife and I just finished watching uh, through Dairy Girls. Hmm. You guys ever watch that show? I don't know if I know that one. No. It's on, it's on Netflix. It was like a, <laughs> it was like a, a, I don't know if it was BBC or like Channel 4, whatever one of the things over in the UK is, one of the channels that, you know, sometimes that content gets picked up by a streaming service. Mm. I think Lost Kingdom's a good, or Last Kingdom is a good example of that, where it was a BBC show that got picked up by Netflix. So anyway, oh, yeah. um, okay. so Dairy Girls is kind of the same way. It got picked up from some channel, some network over there. And basically it's what it sounds like. It's, it's the, it's these girls who are in Ireland, but it's set in the mid nineties. The writer of course grew up in Ireland. So she wanted to tell stories from her teenage life in, uh, in the, in the mid nineties. And most of the show until the very end is just super silly. Very funny. I actually think it's a very clever, very right. cleverly written, really funny characters. And some people don't love the Irish accent. So if you really hate listening to Irish accents, you won't like this show. But uh, I find their accents to actually make it even funnier. Some of the stuff they're saying and some of the hijinks they get into. It's a really funny sure. show. And there's a whole episode yes. around Bill Clinton coming to visit uh, uh-huh. and make a speech there. Hey, and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> That's when I actually, I didn't really Jackson know when the show was, I didn't put together when the show was set until several episodes in. I was like, this right. doesn't feel modern, but it's, I know it was recent. It was made like three years ago. Hmm. It's just set in the 90s. Like, right okay. in the 90s. Right. So, like during just all being the a Irish, thing for often, Irish. right? Yeah. We're going to start now uh, fetishizing the 90s and making shows and things. Oh, about... we've been, act, hey, we've actually been doing that since the 90s I did. We so. haven't. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> our our generation just goes, no, oh, and just hang on, hung on to the 90s, and we're kind of still on it. So. That's how we operate, guys. That's how we do things. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start episode 137. We've got most of us here. Not sure if Derek's going to arrive or not. I know he's been gaming a lot, so he might have some things to say, uh, and he might want to jump on. We'll see if Derek joins us. But Dan, Jeff, Kyle, and myself are here. And listen, before we get into talking about games, I want to test our knowledge. No Kahoot, okay? Don't get too excited. We're going to take a quiz together, though. So let me move this over. This is a history of video games quiz, and let me... Share oh, my co-op. A, a co-op quiz. Just quiz. for me. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're you're going to be fine. Everyone's going to be fine. I know too much. I, I, have, I have more of a movie encyclopedia type brain than a gaming one. <laughs> I, I have not taken this. I just have it open, and we'll see how it goes. This quiz might suck. All right. Uh, All right. Can, can you guys can see this? Yes. I can see Yes, sir. All right. Ah! Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna pick these <laughs> answers together. What? Just <laughs> clear my throat. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh God. <laughs> okay. All right. Go. So let's pick these together. Here we go. So there's ten questions. In 1958, physicist Willie Higginbotham invented an interactive game called Wait. Played on an oscilloscope. The first video game was similar to. Um. um got a bad tennis, feeling about this. Table tennis, Pac-Man, or Asteroids? Was First that... of all, that's not a real... That Willie, whatever his name is, that's not a real person. That's yeah, not... this could be made up. Guys, I found this by doing a Google search, so this could all be made up. Oh, yeah. I'll go with Asteroids. Um, you think I, say Asteroids. I think it's I'm like table tennis, table is tennis. it? Yeah. yeah. I think it might be mm-hmm. Pong, right? No, it was Pong after that. Well, I'm going... What do you think, Kyle? we got to pick together. Any idea. Do you say Pong? I mean... Are you abstaining? Yeah, I, I'll table tennis. Why not? All right. I don't know if it'll tell us if we're right or not. Uh oh. And not, maybe not till the end. Yeah, maybe nope, not. Tim, Tim has a virus. Oh, we got it. We got it. Oh, we got oh, it. Okay, okay, there you go, guys. Good job. Good job. 
Yeah, I feel really good. Good job, guys. Good job. Good job. All right, question two. Atari's first game, Pong, similar to table Mm. tennis, was so named because the name Ping Pong was already copyrighted, and Pong is the sound the game makes when the ball hits the paddles. The person who developed the game is nicknamed Pong, or the word Pong means tennis in Japanese. Uh, Jeff? Jeff, you speak Japanese. (laughs) Yeah, Jeff. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, (laughs) I I humbly choose you to take this one. (laughs) Is it because it's the sound it makes, you think? I think it is that. I actually do Mm. think it is that. Do you think it's the nickname of the person who developed the game? Yeah, I yeah, you know, it's got to be. It might be the sound. I, God, this one was Pong cre- was cr- was Pong created by a Japanese dev? I'm trying to. So. I thought it was. It Jim was Atari. Pong Thaddeus. That's right. So Atari would not be. Yeah. Pong. So Atari would. So it wouldn't be those last two then, right? So it's got to wait. If you said if it's someone with a nickname Pong, that's his nickname, right? Yeah, but that's that's nonsense, right? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I think it's least. We're doing the sound the sound it makes. See if that's right. Boy, this fact monster website. Correct. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, Correct. I felt I felt good about that one. All right, we're two for two. Uh, In the classic video game Donkey Kong, the hero was originally named Jumpman. Jumpman was later (laughs) named Mario by members of the Nintendo of America staff because of his resemblance to who? Actually, should be to whom? But whatever. <laughs> um, is it Mario Andretti, the race car driver? Mario oh. Sigali, their li- landlord? Boy, some typos going on. Or Mario. Land- I think they're typing it like it's how. Landlord! 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 <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I like that, know. Jeff. Yeah. I'm oh, on board with that. Or Mario Puzo, the famous author. I, I think it's the race car driver. Really? I, I don't know. I, really? I, I got no clue, to be honest. Was Andretti um, racing back then? That seems like so long ago. I think so. In the 80s? I think um, so. I'm betting they're landlord. I, I, feel I, like I, I, I kind of gut felt uh, okay. landlord. Okay, landlord. Well. Dan, yeah. what do you think? Sounds, that honestly actually sounds familiar. Landlord? So, All right. does, uh, so does race car driver, though. That God one damn rang it. true for me, the landlord. You know what? The, two, two, even if I pick race car driver, two. Oh, I, think, I might be thinking of Andretti, like his son or something that was racing later. Michael Andretti, right? Yeah. All right, let's try the le- oh, landlord. Well. Let's try the landlord Mario, and see what happens. Mario, Mario Puzo wrote uh, The Godfather, so uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. So, uh, it's the landlord, great, Mario guys. Sagali, the landlord. Guys, we're three for three. We, we're, we're so good at history. Yeah, we're okay. at history. We are historians. We are certified historians after this. Yeah, after <laughs> um, this, we're going to get, t- get it printed off. For, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannot yeah. wait yeah. for our degree to come in the mail after this. The founder <laughs> of Atari, who also founded the Nationwide Restaurant, franchise Chuck E. Cheese was well, it's Ralph. It. His that's, first name's not Charles. It's, it's Ralph, that's Ralph right? Bayer, right? It's not Steve Russell or Nolan Bushnell. I think it's Ralph Bayer. Yeah, was, Ralph. yeah that sounds okay. right. All right, we're I'm, going with I'm, it. I'm extremely disappointed that it, the person that founded Chuck E. Cheese was not first name like Charles or something. <gasps> I was wrong. It's Nolan Bushnell. Oh, oh no. no. I've never heard of any of those people, so. Nolan yeah. Bushnell. I really thought it was Ralph Bayer. Ralph, Ralph Bayer, Bayer sounded Bayer. very familiar, but. It did. All right, well. Too bad we're wrong. Um, it was called Pizza Time Theater, by the way, when Chuck E. Cheese first opened in '77. <laughs> theater. Oh, nice. All right, guys, we're it's okay. We're we're uh, three for four. Not too bad. Number five. Nintendo is a Japanese word meaning "leave luck to heaven," fun television game, or too much excitement. Oh my gosh. All right, hold on, real quick though, because the, because the letters are so small, I thought that said "leave fuck to heaven." <laughs> oh yeah, no. Not tell yeah. what that said. So yeah. I apologize. Leave Luck to Heaven does feel like a Japanese like idiom or okay. something. It feels a little too specific to be random. 
I feel like I mean? we should all know this, and like I. But I don't I, think I, it's a fun television I, game because I don't I, know this. Yeah. I think they were no. a toy company before doing. They were, yeah. It's definitely oh, not yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's either I, too it's, much excitement or leave luck to heaven. I'm gonna go too much excitement is my guess. Okay. I don't know. Could be the heaven one. Yeah, it could be because I just feel like it's too specific to just be. Yeah, you could be right, Dan. Right. What, I don't what, know. What I do you know. think? No. We'll, we'll go with leave uh, f word to heaven. <laughs> leave okay. up to heaven. Sure. I'll, Kyle, yeah. you go with that. You don't. You don't care. Yeah, right. I don't want. I don't want to split the vote. So yeah. <laughs> right. Let's see oh, what it third is. Party throwing your vote away. <laughs> it is leave. It is leave luck to heaven. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Third party throwing your vote away. <laughs> all right. We always got to get political around here. Yeah, right. Um, right. All right. Politics. The name Atari also comes from Japanese. It's a term used in the Japanese game Go, and it's equivalent to the term check in chess. Hmm. All right, guys, we're four out of five, doing pretty good. Coleco, the company known for the ColecoVision home video system, stands for Connecticut Leather Company, Colorado Lens Company, or Colorado Lead Coal. I would I not have thought it was. I didn't know what? it stood for anything. That's kind it's got to be one of the Colorado ones, because why would there be two there? Right. That's like that's just like testing lens? 101. Unless I don't see them throw you off. It's got to be lens, right? Because that's lens... the only technology-related thing. Yeah. Right? Like, Amber. why would they be making it? We made it out of coal, guys. It it's not a leather work. company. You know, it's not a leather company, and I don't know if coal has anything to do with it. So, did, I, did I, they do? I wonder if Coleco might have done cameras and then did a video game system. Sure, right? sure, sure. I'm here sure. for that. I, I follow that logic all the way well, to the home plate. Let's yeah, like in. lens, like actual lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Using your vision for through cameras. a lens. All right, yeah. we're going with it. We're going with it. Colorado Lens Company. Are we correct? Be leather. It's going to be leather. We are. No, it's leather. It's leather. Wow. You're right. It's the Connecticut Leather Company. <laughs> Guys, I told you. I said this to Colorado, so it's the other one, actually. Although the company started out distributing leather products to shoemakers, no Coleco sense. got into the business of selling leather craft kits, plastic wading pools, and electronic games. Wow. Wow. I'm, learning, I'm slowly learning out. history's dumb. That's what I'm yeah. learning from History's the dumbest. It's so <laughs> dumb. All right. Uh, number seven. In, incensed by the violence in such games as Mortal Kombat and Night Trap, Night Trap? Okay, two senators launched a Senate yeah. investigation into video game violence in 1983. One of these senators was Herbert Cole of Wisconsin. The other was was it Al Gore, Joseph Lieberman, or Bill Bradley? The other one uh, was who Oh, shit. I should know. I think it might be <sighs> Bill Lieberman. Bradley. I feel like I know should know this because I, I kind of follow all this like God. weird I, I mean, Tipper Gore was the one that was uh, taking up uh, agenda against rap music at the time. That's that's right. I remember that. Um, yeah. But I also I know Lieberman had some really. Lieberman was wasn't he like an independent? He had some real bitch ass opinions on games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it because yeah, Joseph Lieberman has a history of this. I just don't know if it's all the way back in '93 though. Yeah. And he's from Connecticut, so he hated the leather company that was out there. He yeah. hated Gosh. it. Out of spite. Out of spite. Vision. <laughs> His face always looked like. <laughs> this is a complete guess for me. So what do you guys? I'm I'm up for whatever. Lieberman. Lieber, uh, Lieberman, Lieberman, yeah. I, I feel, uh, yeah. but if it's not, Dan, it's, it, it might be. I don't Bill feel like a New Jersey would be. For some reason, but Bill Bradley, New Jersey. I mean, the New York area is pretty. They're pretty tight on like. A it's lot just of the stuff, name so. is sticking out to me, but like I literally have no clue. I, if you ask, if you bet, if you Bill Bradley, man. I don't know. <laughs> that would be All funny right. if it is Bill. That's the only person I can't picture in my head is Bill Bradley. All right, I'm going with Lieberman, so that makes it three for Lieberman. Let's give it a whirl. Let's see if we got it and. We did. It's Lieberman. Oh, wow. We got it. Yes. We got it. Hold and on. that's some, why some, is a thing. And so in 94, the uh, ESRB was established to rate video games for violent content. Yep. 
Gotcha. Yes, yeah, this, this is video game history. I'm That's like, video game is, history, right? Yeah, there. right. Yep. Like Which this. actually, I mean, not to be a wet blanket, but as a parent, it is nice to see the ESRB. I can say, sorry, guys, this is rated whatever. So that no, is. I'm, nice. glad, I'm glad that exists, yeah. and not not that I'm all about well, that, like controlling who plays what, no, but like just give it's us a nice. heads up of what's yeah, in it. Just, it's That's nice all. to. Yeah, That's really what it's for. It's like self-regulated, right? You know what? I have to go on a little bit of a mini rant about ratings because there are people that I've seen on on Twitter that. Uh, obviously you see the dumbest stuff on Twitter anyway, but, uh, so this won't be surprising to anybody, but on Twitter, I'll see people that have seen a movie and they're like, oh, there's a really troubling scene in this movie. I wish they told me. And I'm like, Hey, it's in the rating. You fucking moron. Like it's literally (laughs) in the, and it'll say like, it'll even say somebody smoking a cigarette in the rating. Like it'll tell you what's happening in the movie. That's trouble. Like that's true. And if you actually go read read the full like rating description outside of that little box, yeah, read the full description. It'll tell you. It'll everything. tell you everything. Yeah, yeah. you will. You will know so everything this whole, that's coming. We need a trigger yeah. warning. I'm like, no, you don't. The rating. The rating explains all of it. That's the. Reason. I mean, as a, right as a kid, developed. when I learned, you could look at that to find out what movies to get from the library, so you could go yeah, watch stuff you're not supposed to. I didn't do that, Tim. <laughs> Am I right? Kyle didn't Demolition do that. Man. <laughs> I'm a Kyle good church. I'm a good boy. All right, <laughs> yeah, he's a good boy. But me, <laughs> I'm I'm bad. Okay. I'm a terrible. Um, to the book. All right, so in 1998, this is question number eight, 1998, this retail chain banned the sale of more than 50 video games that it considered inappropriate by its own standards. Was it Toys R Us, Walmart, or KB? Remember it's KB? Like oh, KB. It's got to um, be KB, bro. I See, like, like, Walmart's the M. We're not going to sell M-rated CDs in our stores. We're not going to do it. They really buckled Walmart down did on that, that in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Really? I don't so remember you went doing to, that. That's crazy. You went to Walmart, you could only buy, like, the wonder, clean. Maybe they did it with games then, too. They might that's have. What I, that's, that's my logic, but, like, he went straight to KB. Jeff, why KB? You felt I confident. I don't know because then they went out. they went bankrupt <laughs> after that. Because then they, they went bankrupt after, after that. Because yeah. yeah. they yeah. they stopped selling Grand Theft Auto. So I just I anymore. remember and there's too Nothing. many stories out there of people going to Toys R Us and getting their game. So I just don't think it's that one ever. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people use Toys R Us. Yeah. I actually worked at uh, that was my second job, KB Toys. I worked there for uh, two, three years, I think. Dan, did, did you, you guys sell there in, bad uh, games? Did you work there in '98? Yeah. No, no, no. So it was 2004, I think, 2004 to like 2007. And they didn't sell video games at first when I started there. And and then eventually at one point they started like it was around like when the DS, I think, was becoming popular. Maybe it's Walmart. So, yeah, maybe it is Walmart then. If they never sold, if they didn't sell video games when you first started That's the clue we needed. Yeah. Mm. Let's go Walmart, guys. I like like Kyle and Dan's story from history. Let's try this out. See if this is it. We're going with Walmart. We are going to sell... Live automatic round. It is Walmart. We will not. Yeah, they have a history of this. Yeah, it is Walmart. There we go. All right, number nine. Which of the following is the first home video game system sold in the U.S.? Was it the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, Fairchild Camera and Instruments Video Entertainment System, also known as Channel F? What the heck? And Magnavox Odyssey. Uh, I know it wasn't Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I had one. Yeah, that wasn't Atari's the bait. That's what everyone thinks the first one is. Though. It might have like, been. Well, Mag- first first one. I was thinking. I, I think, think it Magnavox. might be the Mag- Magnavox. But oh, the Fairchild long name is so specific. Like I really feel like <laughs> it might be that too. I know. I know. Can we just so insanely like, separately to look up what the hell that is if that's not the answer? You can't. The you're probably gonna say the first system sold in the U.S. Like well, after, yeah, after I would love for someone yeah. to look it up and just tell me what. Do so you guys want to go with Fair Fairchild? Anyone think it's Atari? Dan? I don't. That's just the first one everybody owned. Everyone thinks that's it. It's the first one I owned. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the first one we had. Fairchild, can't. I'm gonna go with Magnavox Odyssey just because I've heard Magnavox. of it. Magnavox I, I have... Odyssey sounds very familiar because of that. So, it's, I, it's Dan, what just, do you think? 
I don't know. That middle one is just like, why? Why is that there? What is? Yeah. The- why put the AKA? Why bother if you're if it's wrong? You know, <laughs> you made up two names for a joke answer. You know, like that that's, doesn't make that's any a bold sense. Move. Well, okay, I'm switching. I think it's fair. Child. I think it's fair. Child. <laughs> Y'all talk yourself into it. <laughs> right? Are we going Fairchild? Fairchild? Uh uh, just go Magnavox. I think that sounds more sane. Uh, Magnavox. All right. It's Magnavox Odyssey. It's got to be. It's, it's got to be. It's, it's not. It's not. I think it's it can't be. It, it's Magnavox yes. Odyssey. Yes. Okay. Oh, thank God. Got it. I, I was oh, going to go man. crazy. I was like. All right. We're going to get heavy with number 10, it looks like. Uh, oh, resulting from the shootings at Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado, this console was released in the U.S. without a light gun. PlayStation, Dreamcast, or Nintendo 64. Which one had a light 60, gun? Uh, which oh, one so did or didn't? Okay. This console was I don't released. remember any without N64 did not ship with the light gun. Oh, none, none of these well, not ship, but like not ship. I'm sorry, but like I don't remember there ever being a light gun on N64. Did the Sega Dreamcast but I do ship remember with a light the... gun elsewhere? Maybe Dreamcast shipped with a light gun for some of their arcade games, like in Japan or something. Maybe it came oh, with a light gun in the US. Well, let's, didn't. let's ask this first. Does anybody actually remember what year Columbine happened? There's like 98, 99. 99, yeah, it was 99. So play, probably so Dreamcast. was before that. Dreamcast, I think, was 99 or 2000. I'm going to go with Dreamcast on that. Because I, so I think they had so many arcade games, uh, like the light gun style games. And I think yeah. maybe in Japan and elsewhere they had a light gun, but in the U.S. they chose not to. Because I think sense. I think I think the PlayStation 1 and 64 came out before Columbine. So if you're looking at it that yeah. way... But, but the N64 a thousand percent didn't release with a light gun, though. It didn't. Right, right. Any, anywhere. So, yeah. anywhere. so that's basically yeah. like the logic from the KB All right. uh, store. Where, like, we're going, they never it's got to be, it's gotta be Dreamcast. Later. Yeah. It's got to be Dreamcast. All right, we're going with Sega Dreamcast. Here we go. Let's get 8 out of 10. That'd be a, a solid B. Yeah, Sega Dreamcast. There we go. Oh, good job, guys. They made it impossible to use Dreamcast light guns that were imported from other countries with American consoles. They really didn't want. Oh my god, I actually remember this now. Yeah, I remember. Do like, uh, yeah, the people were always trying to hack it. Like, I had a friend who was all into this modding culture or whatever uh, at this time, and they couldn't. uh, They couldn't like. I remember there being a story behind not being able to crack that. Channel F does look really familiar. (laughs) It's in there, guys. It's real. Oh my god, it's a real thing, huh? I shared so it familiar. in the uh, chat there if you want to pull Oh, that. yeah. I, yeah, I've seen one of those. Looks like an yeah. old uh, VCR. Well, there you go. All in right, the well, there you 70s. go, guys. We are, Holy crap. we are B students when it comes to video game history as a group. <laughs> yes. I think, I think individually we would have done uh, poorly, but as a B, group. B is true. the new A is what I heard. It is the, so. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's what I heard. It's the more inclusive score is what it is. Um, guys, that was good. Well done, everybody. Um so I just wanted to do that before we started. Also, I don't want all of our games to be against each other. You know, we need to work together sometimes. <laughs> I prefer co-op. Not PvP. That's inclusive. And that's, that's coming from the reigning champ, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair champ, enough. probably. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> probably. <laughs> I appreciate the applause. And there's the, the sarcastic It was a real applause. It was a scowl that he was wearing. Yeah. Sarcastic. <laughs> sarcastic. All right. Well, there are some uh, some new games that have started to come out this week. Some un- unexpected ones, too. It's pretty cool. Um, some new content to I'm watch ready. as well. And it's it's kind of nice that we're getting some of these games that whether they were unknown before this week or, or stuff like Scorn, which we'll talk about, that maybe wasn't on the top of our hype list. It's kind of nice to get those to come out first because I would not even give Scorn a second had all the games that are coming out next week also dropped at the same time. So... That game coming out earlier gives it a chance for me to at least fire it up, which I did for 
eh, maybe an hour I played Scorn, something like that. So we'll talk about that and a few of these others and then uh, touch base with you guys on your backlog. Hall of Shame at the end as well. A few, a few headlines. You know the drill. Let's jump right into it. Let's talk about Scorn first. So this is a Xbox Game Pass game. It's not a full price game elsewhere. I saw it on um, I saw it on Steam. I think it's forty bucks. Does that sound right? Thirty or forty? Oh, that's extremely overpriced. <laughs> All right. How dare you speak that way about somber tapestries? It is. I'll say it's forty on okay. steam did did all of you guys try this one for at least yes. a little bit yeah i i, I put in the same amount of time you did tim i don't know same, if we got same as far as same for me. uh because there's opening there's puzzles in the opening that are pretty challenging uh, and it's easy to just walk away and be like f this so yeah. yep uh, yeah it's jeff it is yeah so scorn Very is easy to do that <laughs> scorn is 40 bucks and right now on steam if you don't have game pass it's on sale for like 36 so it's not that cheap um and from what i've played so far it is not in my opinion, worth a purchase. It's much more worth like grabbing a Game Pass subscription if you don't have one. If you really are curious about this game, spend 15 bucks, go get Game Pass for a month or get a free, you could probably get a free month of Game Pass from somewhere yeah. and check it out. And, um, and if that's something that you're interested in, it is a very slowly paced, very not hand-holdy adventure puzzle with apparently some light combat elements later and I, I didn't even get to any combat i was like i think i'm yeah, i think same. i'm good um what i remember but, the guns are almost kind of like how what's that um high on life game that's coming out but like obviously more gross and like, i'm gonna guess that the guns get horrifically attached to your arm somehow yeah, they're like kind um, of like they look organic as because well. that's what happens with the key kind of early on this little key tool that attaches yeah. onto your hand because you're an idiot who wakes up naked and kind of gross for whatever reason and you stick your hand into the nearest hole in the wall in this creepy yep. place because why wouldn't as you do one that does, as one yeah. does you, know? you stick your hand in there it of course grabs you and then attaches this it, in a vi very violent way attaches this thing to your arm it's very you visceral use. you know yeah. Yeah, very visceral um i gotta say though i don't want to just sound like i'm crapping on this game it's got really cool visuals the style yeah. is amazing the style Man. is really good I'm playing it on, uh, I was playing it. It's already uninstalled, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I played it on PC, like high quality 4K. It is yeah. freaking gorgeous. It's and a pretty game. I think that's why the, the price tag is what it is, because when you when you load it up, it's like, oh, look at these visuals. I mean, this, mm -hmm. is, yeah. this is current Gen AF. Like, it looks great. It doesn't look like a double a or less game no uh, it looks like a triple a game it's just the gameplay is where it's lacking for me as well like i mean even just the movement is kind of like uh, yeah yeah even when you hit run i'm like am i running what's going yeah. on like I, <laughs> like it's yeah. very slow uh yeah. and it doesn't need to i don't understand why it needs to be because you're in so many op wide open spaces and it's completely empty uh, in many, many areas. And it guides you like 0%. So the fact yeah. that you have to just kind of guess at different paths to go explore, right. and then you have to backtrack if you realize that's a dead end or you can't do that thing yet because you need another right. whatever. Uh, then you have to backtrack and you're like, man, this is just, this is cool looking, but I'm kind of tired of walking through the same corridor over and over again trying to figure then out. And there's what... a puzzle in the very first, I would say half hour to an 45 minutes is around the average I've been seeing in gameplay walkthroughs of people beating it. Uh, there's an opening puzzle where you have to kind of move to move those pieces over. around on the wall. Yeah, it's it's one of the most annoying puzzles. I know it's there's a word annoying. for that type of puzzle. Um, but if that's the type of puzzle, it's like a preview of the puzzles you're going to get in the game. No, 
I'm good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But it's also it's also needlessly difficult. Like there are, this big machine can only slide things across where there's a connector, and a couple of the connectors are just for whatever reason broken in a perfect way that you can only solve it with this exact movement, and it just makes the puzzle way longer than it needs to be. So now you have to move everything over and then move everything over. Puzzle for me because I walked eventually. I just walked away and I was just like, no, I'm gonna go see what else is around here. And then it turns out there's literally nothing else around there. That's what you need to progress. (laughs) Uh, so I did, I did that puzzle. I unlocked, like it, it unlocks like a, a pod and like some yep. creature husk, like creature comes, uh, out, but he's like stuck in the pod, like yep. bunched together. Um, and you actually have two options. Uh, I saw one playthrough where they, uh, you can change the, the tracks that you're like yep. rolling him on and you can move him over to a chair and just waste him. And then you yep. grab his arm and you can use his arm later. Um, yeah, there's a giant saw you can use to just yeah. <laughs> so so I didn't do that. I actually yeah. you took him to one room where they uh, sawed off the chair, the pod that he was in, and he just got up and started following me around. Um, mm. So that's really interesting. But now I'm like, how the hell do I show this guy how to use, <laughs> like how to how to do puzzles with me? Like yeah. you're giving uh, him voice crazy. commands. You're like, stand. Yeah. Walk over so there. The Third hand. <laughs> Can we talk about mentioning insert hands, like the audio in this game? The audio. So much squelching. So (laughs) much squelching is the best word to describe it. Everything's everything's wet. (laughs) Yeah. That's what she said? Yeah, you're like, like, okay, I found this elevator. I'm going to go up the elevator real quick. Everything's oozy. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) Yeah. It's like ASMR, basically. Just lots of slurping, and it's, it's not, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's effective at creating atmosphere for sure. Yeah, yeah. But and uh, those I mean, there's a couple of those things, those platforms there. Like you walk up and you interact with it, and either you put that new key device you get in one, and you put your other hand in like a power glove, and you can like move things around. But then there's there's one where it's just these two sets of four finger holes, and you just stick your fingers in those holes and slide it down. That one truly grossed me out i was like i don't know doing this man uh, so, yeah yeah it's like it's like <laughs> everything's just weird and gross in this game and um and, I, and that's I, what they were going for yeah, and i'm, and I'm, I'm here for i'm probably gonna watch direction. i'm yeah. probably gonna watch someone play through it i might do that I, too because i too played about 45 minutes of this game and i was like no hard no uh very much so a no uh but i'm really interested to see like what because i'm i know this game gets nuttier like it has to right like it has to like at some point it's just going to be so weird. I want to see that stuff, but like I don't yeah. have any interest in like solving obtuse weird puzzles. I couldn't figure out the dial thing that you were talking about. Like for the longest, like I was just moving. I was just like, "What does it want from me?" And I just kind of <laughs> luckily got it. And uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like just a lot of a lot of things about the game are just like are are anti Kyle. Like I'm not very um, good at like you know these types of a lot of trial and error weird puzzles. You know, ha- you know non hand holdy puzzle games. But then How you have long? to go, like you talked about the tracks, you have to go, there's a long way to walk and then walk up this winding pathway to the top, interact with it, watch that whole sequence, then finally control the thing where you can change the tracks and hopefully you've looked at the right angle, you know it's tracks. the tracks change. takes another five minutes. So <laughs> like, it's just, it's just a very slow, purposeful, like, if you're really into this, Come I bet on. you love it. But if you're like yeah, us yeah, and yeah. we're all kind of... As you'll hear, we're just trying all kinds of different games. This is not a great one to just like, oh, let me jump in and see if it hooks me. It probably right. won't yeah, unless you just yeah. really take your time. Imagine me going from Monkey Island to this. Just... Right. 
Same thing. Same thing. Um, completely identical games. Absolutely. How long to beat has it at about averaged four hours? But when I'm on YouTube looking at full playthroughs, like I'm seeing them in the like closer to two hours, like kind of averaging anywhere between two to four. So definitely going to stream like watch. Oh, so there are geniuses playing the game. That's great. Good for them. Or it could be people that have trimmed already beat it it down. Maybe, maybe. Sure. Or, trim the, or trim the fat. Yeah, I, sure. I'll yeah, totally yeah. watch that. And, and that's why, that's immediately why I said, man, that's that's too high of a price if it's 40 because I heard that it that's is high price. two to four hours. I'm like, that's ridiculous. 40, 40 bucks for a four-hour game? That's insane. But yeah, visually, I get it. They probably spent most of their budget on visuals. I've been working on it for well, 10 this years, was, too. It's a lot of, oh, a yeah, lot of money. I was going to say, this was kick-started. Um, the Easy Allies, actually, they were um, they were like one of their sponsors. That's why Kyle and I say somber tapestries sometimes. It's all part of their um, marketing. Yeah. yeah, it was part of their marketing. And yeah, for, for like when Easy Allies started, they were like one of their um, yeah one of their contributors or whatever. So they've yeah. been working on, yeah, on a while, for the a while. The menu was pretty cool. It's zoomed in on this really creepy face and hand that looks kind of like vined in. And it, it'll twitch if you just sit there on the menu for a minute. Like the hand will twitch or whatever, and then as you and you hit new game, it stays on that screen. The words just fade away, and then it just kind of that figure is still laying on the floor during that opening cutscene. So yeah. anyway, so I liked. I mean, I think stylistically, visually impressive, audio wise, it's high quality. Even if I don't like the sounds personally, like it's not like it's bad. Um, and I don't think it's poorly. I, I personally don't think it's poorly made. It's just definitely made as a purposeful puzzle adventure sci-fi horror game it's more and, like um, it's more like i would call it uh people called blade runner 2049 this where they called it concept art the movie this is like concept <laughs> art the game yeah i, I feel mean it meanly like they meant it in blade that. runner 2049 they're saying that yeah. as a dig which yeah. is complete bs in my opinion and unfounded like because that just means you didn't watch it uh but with scorn i feel like that's their goal is like look yeah. at this artwork and the best yeah. way you can look at that artwork is through puzzles like and yeah. not through fast-paced first-person shooter stuff or and if you're right. someone who like you love a good puzzle i don't think this oh, is yeah. necessarily that either like if you if you played like the witness and that was your game of the year and some people just love that kind of stuff more power to you yeah, but that was like that was truly built around this core idea of this puzzle that's how it was created and they built yeah. the game around that this doesn't feel that way it's not around a core puzzle idea it's more like environmental how do i progress th- how do i open this door yeah so it's I, I I wouldn't get Whereas your hopes up if you love a puzzle. Was like game. was like it would give you like a wall worth of like here's thirty stupid maze puzzles. Do them and then you can go to the next. But one. to its credit, I know and, this is a witness podcast here. But like witness, know. each puzzle would teach you a new way to like approach a puzzle or teach you a new. They did a good job of yeah. like teaching you a new way to approach the same types yeah. of puzzles over and over again. And again, for people that like those games, of course. But like exactly. me watching it, I just cheated my whole way through it because I was like, "This is stupid. I'm, d- I'm done for this. <laughs> like, I can't do this." But there yeah. are there were some where you had to move your uh, thumbsticks in opposite directions sometimes. Like, yeah. uh, really clever, like very ways clever to do basic and puzzles. Yeah. This so far, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe when I watch a playthrough, I'll you know correct myself on this. But this doesn't seem to be like super clever puzzles. It's more like visually impressive environments with right. some environmental puzzles you got to figure out along the way so um but I mean, hey if you like, like hellblade uh, hell, yeah just like hellblade puzzles and great and great graphics you know? those, i mean it's not wrong hellblade uh but uh i really wish they just went with a strict narrative experience for this game just to show yeah. off the visuals you know like yeah. You don't have to give me choice in dialogue or whatever. Just like a narrative. Even if walking. it was just like a walking simulator where exactly. you just walk through the environment. You know? Yeah. 
but now we're just begging for an easy mode, which is yeah, where's the easy mode? I'm not getting on that side of the fence, so. Uh, I've got too much pride for that. Yeah, well, speaking of uh, <laughs> adventure games, there's another one that just came out, and it's only because of you guys that I even heard of this game. It was called Unusual Findings. Uh, I had never heard of this, but even the title is like a homage to Stranger Things. Yeah. So mm. it's clearly yeah, meant... Yeah, they might as well have called it like Odd Items. Odd uh, Items, right. It's, it's and cool I think Unusual Findings is kind of exactly <laughs> what they're trying to do. They're trying... like right, So yeah. it's... Everything from the characters and like the time period it's set, and yeah. even that whole opening sequence of trying to get out of your room, like it's all very much like, oh, it's it's like Stranger Things the game. Which, by the way, I did play Stranger Things the game, and that's actually like a little action RPG. Yeah, yeah. I that was more action oriented. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is not that. This is a point and click adventure game. So if you, the one I compare it to the most, uh, it could be like Monkey Island a little bit too. Jeff was saying it's similar to that. Uh, it reminded me instantly of Maniac Mansion, which of course those are kind of in the same exact boat they're, they're all made by lucasfilm games from back in the day but and, and by the same guy like and the, ron gilbert right yeah ron gilbert yeah one of the main creators so uh but what do you guys think of unusual findings did you play it at all is that your thing like i i just i'm not in the mood to really get into a puzzle adventure point and click game but it looked kind of cool like i liked that pixel art and stuff it's not very well th the demo's out there by the way if anybody wants to try it on steam uh the demo is it took me 20 minutes but i think you can get through it faster if you're not as dumb. Uh, so I'm just going to just trash my intelligence this whole episode. But uh... <laughs> we're talking about puzzles. Me too. Yeah. Jeff, you just got a degree in video game history. Okay. Don't sell no, yourself. Right. It's in the mail. I can't tell it's you guys on the way. what a Fletch thing, Channel F is, whatever the hell that was. We uh, may not know you... our, hey, we may not know our leathers. All right. But we don't. <laughs> Our Connecticut leathers. <laughs> so I, I, it, it's just not, and like I come from uh, coming just off of Monkey Island, uh, still fresh on uh, that playthrough and those mechanics. Mm -hmm. It's not nearly as in, involved. Might not be the right word, but I guess creative with its puzzle solving as Monkey Island is, where like you have mm -hmm. these items in your inventory, and sometimes you have to combine them and stuff like that. Um, this game's a little more basic with that, but I think it's because it's, if you look at Steam, it's probably like a $20 game. I think it's pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, and it is like that old pixelated art style, um, and sound effects. Uh, yep. so there's definitely like a lower tier, like feel to it or lower budget feel to it. Um, it's just not, I don't know. The, the writing's okay. The, the, there's written dialogue, fully voiced, like everything's fully voiced. Mm. Um, so it is like those old Lucas. I kind of didn't games. like the voice acting, to be honest. Yeah, no, the you. voice acting was okay. The writing was okay. Everything just kind of felt okay, and and yeah, that's not enough that's to good. hook me that's, when I you agree. have when you have so many things around the corner. You know, um, right. just not enough. Yeah, I mean, it's got your classic thing where it's like, hey, I need to get into this room. Where did I hide my key? Hmm, I can't remember. And then you have to like just poke around every area, and then you finally go to the area you kind of didn't think to look, and you're like, oh, there it is. So it's supposed exactly. to kind of give you that. Yeah puzzle solving, environmental, what do I do next, gratification. And that's going to work for some folks, and it might not for others. But um, I don't get that aha serotonin from that stuff. Yeah. So right. It never, feel, like it never with, feels with good to me. Monkey Island, I was like, oh. Yeah, like, that's that never happened. cool. Like, and that yeah. is awesome. That's what you're seeking, you know. But like, I do like I just those go, you dumb games. idiot, why didn't you look there first? Oh, and I, I do like those. Like, I still have very fond memories of my older brother and I sitting at a really cheap old homemade. My my dad and his friend built a computer. My friend's, my dad's friend built it. My dad doesn't know how to do this. But anyway, he built us this computer that was supposed to be meant for work. But he put in a graphics card for us where we could 
run some Sierra games and stuff. So we were yes. running like Space Quest and King's Quest. And I remember playing those games when you figure out what command to type in, like pull power lever, and then the spaceship powers up. And we're both like, oh, that's what we had to type, like trying to type the right command. Because it'll just say, because you keep saying like, look at console. And it's like, you see a bunch of flashing numbers and buttons or whatever. And you have to figure out what to type in. That was such a good feel. Like, I like that. That, that seems more fun. Yeah, for sure. So I do like that feeling. And I do like when you figure out what items to combine. There was a game from several years ago called uh, Machinari- Machinarium. I don't know how to say that. Machinarium. We were, we were a little bot. And it was like a point and click adventure game. Really cool little art style. Same thing, though, that Jeff's describing. You got to combine items in your inventory to try to get to the next thing. So it's going to work for some folks, might not work for others, but um, there you go. Unusual findings, the knockoff of Stranger Things, basically. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Um, Dan, oh, anything? Great soundtrack, the- by the way. They were able to get licensing for oh, I didn't actual even- recognizable I didn't 80s songs. So Okay, nice. Good for them. Uh, Dan, anything new that you're playing before we talk about a few other ones? I wasn't sure if you were playing new stuff. No, I added, um, so I, I, I'm, close to finishing uh valkyrie elysium so okay. we can we can obviously oh, wow. discuss that okay um, okay cool well, i do and, uh, i do want to hear about that one yeah, yeah okay um one that i didn't expect to try until there's a youtube channel i really like called switch up of course they only cover nintendo switch but they they do some really cool reviews sometimes and i, I like those guys um even though the steam deck has kind of pulled me away from the switch to be honest with you um outside of a few exceptions but anyway they did a review for a game called trifox and i as soon as i saw like the opening or like the little thumbnail for trifox i just rolled my eyes like who needs another one of these little animal themed whatever adventure games don't need it oh, but i watched i, I got something about it. that for later too i watched them review it a little bit and i was like this actually looks kind of cool there's a demo on steam I'm going to try it. There was, there's not a demo on Switch, so I'll try it out. It's like a $17 game. I have not purchased it. I only played the demo. But I got to tell you, it is a cool little kind of isometric action-adventure game. Think visual style of like Tunic, where especially on, on Steam. I don't know about on Switch, but on Steam, at least on a PC, it looks really good. Like the art style is very like, whoa, I like this. It kind of has a like a storybook or toy type of a visual style once you load it up and you're moving around. So I like the style a lot. And you pick one of three classes. Get it? Try Fox, because there's three different versions of the Fox you can use. So you can be... And I think this you can switch. I think Whatever, you can switch like, as you go. So you can be either like this warrior guy who has a hammer who spins around. He has, a couple, he has like a couple slam moves and that kind of thing. Very melee. You can be an engineer, which is the one I tried. And I really like yeah. that, where you're throwing down little turrets. So you're dropping... Uh, proximity mines or putting up walls and you can try to like box in enemies and then throw mines in there and blow them all up so you can be, and you have a little gun that comes out of your backpack and you have a little propeller so you can kind of hover when you jump or you can be a mage where you're just throwing magic around like a crazy person like just all this magic moves going everywhere so i was pretty surprised that all three were really fun like cool little classes you pick from i don't know if there's any real upgrade systems necessarily or if it's just pick your class and that's what you're st- I, I don't know enough about it i just played the demo got yeah. through the first big boss like this crab or whatever yeah. i thought it was really fun like this silly little game that i had no idea about and this is one of those ones that i'll probably just kind of put on a list like hey check this game out again someday it might come to game pass or maybe it'll be like five bucks on some steam winter sale i would totally buy this and give it a whirl 
Um, not that 17 isn't a good price or 18 isn't a good price. It, it is. It's just I don't have time for a game like that right now. But I just wanted to throw it out there as a nice little surprise. Like, hey, this game's kind of cool. Um, yeah. It's hardly talked about. Like, I think I've only seen like two reviews on it. Both give it like eight out of 10 type scores. So, mm. so yeah, there you go. I played, I, the, I, I played the demo because you brought it up and I beat it too. And I beat that final boss, pain in my ass. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and I had, I... You have the ability, you're kind of dropped in, at least in the demo, you're dropped in a, a practice or a sparring space yep. so you can change your class and, and decide which one you want to do for that level. And obviously, with the demo, you can just replay the entire demo through, with one class, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I chose the melee one that just felt more fun and gratifying to me, um, yeah. the one with the big hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, the, something with the engineer one, I just didn't register for me. It's not a traditional melee game that I always like where it's kind of, I kind of prefer the hack and slash type of like yep. free attack methods. And this one's not really that you kind of have a, a blue bar for your attacks and you can run out. It's not really stamina, but it's uh, you can run out and uh, and you gain more by attacking more enemies and they'll drop, I guess, more blue fluid, whatever the hell that is. And uh, <laughs> but yeah. it's just not as fast. It's not what I expected. I thought it would be right. more. I don't know, reactionary type of melee and not so much, uh, oh, I got to kind of calculate my moves here because this one expends more magic, whatever the hell, mana, whatever, than this does or whatever. I didn't expect it to be like, like that at all. So I did have fun with it. It was just not my yeah. typical melee. Type I totally get that. Yeah, I actually, I'm now I'm kind of curious to see how the melee feels because all I did was engineer. So every time I got into a battle and they would send all these crabs at you, like Dude, so many, hundreds of crabs just yeah. r- rushing you. And so I always have my gun out that comes over my shoulder and just starts shooting. But then I learned how to use these walls. It's kind of, they don't teach you how to do this. You just kind of experiment with the different weapons. And mm-hmm. so I would just set up the walls to kind of close them into a space that I wanted them to go. And I would just start throwing proximity mines over while shooting. And it would just blow up all these crabs. That's how I beat the boss, too. I kept dropping turrets, like, right in front of his face. Mm-hmm. And then setting up walls <laughs> and hiding where he couldn't hit me with his big, like, water shooter thing. Yeah. So that was, like, that was very satisfying to me. Like, oh. I know how to use this class to kind of succeed yeah. and it made me want to try. And it looked like in the trailer, there was some mixing and matching going on too. Like I saw a mage that had the propeller. So I don't know if there's oh, like some mixing and at least I thought I saw that. So it looked like maybe there's some mixing and matching of skills as you progress. I, I don't That'd know. Be cool. But, um, creative little, yeah. creative, creative, little creative for sure. I, I was kind of like, I mean, the whole time I, you know, I was going, okay, it's not my type of melee game, but this is actually very creative. So I have yeah. to give it props for that. At least. Yeah. And I do think the visual style is kind of cool. Again, yeah. it's yeah. if you were to like ask me what kind of game, what kind of visual style would you like someone to make? This isn't like top of my list. Like, hey, make it car- cartoony and, and like fold out book style, like tunic. But when you make it, make it well. I'm like, all right, that looks good. I think that's cool. Yeah. I like it. Um, but uh, anyway. All right. So there's a couple of unexpected ones, unusual findings and try Fox. And then there's one I was kind of waiting for this one for last at least as far as new games go just in case Derek came i know he's playing a lot of this one yeah, he's, he's so far um, in this game he's really digging this game it's called asterigos curse of the stars and this one as soon as i saw the thumbnail for it i was like oh it's like an immortals ripoff that's the first yeah. thing i thought because you got red he- redheaded female lead character who's wearing what looks like greek mythology style armor with a sword and i'm like yeah so it's just a ripoff of immortals and I've played it for a little while, not too long, an hour and a half maybe. And in a way, yes, there's elements that remind me of Immortals, but not a ton. It reminds me of other games a lot more. 
I think Derek used the comparison. Or was it you, Jeff? Someone compared it to Kena, Bridge of Spirits. And I think that's a much more accurate comparison, but it's not even a ton like that either. It's kind of its own unique little thing. Yeah. Um, it is pretty slow. So we talked about, you talked about slow combat with that Tri-Fox game. I think the combat in Asteragos is pretty slow. And at the beginning, they give you a sword and shield with a hammer. And it's actually kind of um, almost off-putting with, with how slow and methodical the, the combat is at first. And so that, to me, is a, it's a detriment to what is otherwise a pretty good, unexpected game kind of out of nowhere for me. Um, but once you get to a certain point, you ha- once you get all your weapons back, really it's from the first boss, I think. So you get all your weapons back. And maybe it's before the first boss. Anyway, and um, it's like your first batch of enemies that you encounter. Yeah, and then so you can choose then between a, a different all kind of combinations. They don't really yeah. tell you what to do. They just say, "Here's your weapons. Choose which one you want for weapon one and weapon two. And you can do all kinds of mixing and matching between those two. So like, you don't have to do sword and shield. Although if you like that, you can. And uh, you don't have to do hammer. Although you can if you like that. You can also use a spear. You can use a magic staff. And you have these little daggers. And once I started using the twin daggers, then I realized, oh, this game's actually pretty fast. Um, oh, so I got to, okay. So I got to play around then. Yeah, right. so the, the daggers move real fast and their special move, instead of being like block, is actually another dash move that it makes you invulnerable during the dash. So you have your normal dash and you have the special move with the daggers. So next thing you know, you're kind of darting around the field if you use daggers a lot. Or... My other weapon I picked was the magic staff. And so I'm just sitting back there just like hitting enemies from a distance. When they get close, I start like hitting them with the daggers real fast and dash away and then start magic attacking again. Man, I got to change up my uh, weapons then. I think uh, the problem is me, guys. I think that's the issue. So as soon as I did that, I was like, dude, this is pretty fun, actually. Like I kind of dig what they have going here with the combat. So that, that's the animations. Name. I remember when I was seeing like trailers of it and then I had tried the, the demo like it, it. They're actually like really uh, smooth. Like there's there's a lot of good like animation work done there in the game. Like it looks pretty and it looks like it like her movements are really like interesting yeah. to look at. Like it's not just like a kind of choppy, you know, indie game that doesn't have a big budget, but it's trying to look pretty like. Yeah, they definitely uh, put in the work there. So I think so. Yeah. I'm I think kinda, it was pretty good. For some reason, I'm having some choppiness on the game. It's not like overwhelming and unplayable. I just like frames wise or a little stuttering. I know. Oh, okay. I don't really get frame frame drops because I put on as soon as I put on VSync, it's fine. Like everything. Mm. Um, it's just as I'm walking, sometimes I notice like a stutter in the actual in the game, like in the actual. It's really gotcha. Weird. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I I think my main gripe in our chat was the, cause I got the full game after Derek kept saying, no, it's better than the demo. It was only was 18 like, on CD keys, by the way. Good. So oh cheap. yes, exactly. Oh, is it still? So, cause I'll... <laughs> I think so. so. Uh, I, I was not going to buy it. The demo left me very whelmed. Uh, and then Derek was like, no, trust me. It's actually better. And <clears throat> when you get to the actual end where the demo ends, there is something that happens in the story that like moves it forward. Yeah. And it's actually interesting. Uh, I was like, oh, that's it's yeah, it's actually kind of interesting. Like yeah. the, the the world that they're kind of explaining, the yep. plot is very similar to Dreamlight Valley, believe it or not. Like where there's like a curse on the land, and you're like, oh, oh okay. Out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you got to make friends with Scrooge McDuck and like go find yeah, some seeds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go to Goofy, right. and you're like, and you have to fish. give them all of your money because Scrooge right. is a goddamn oh, that's you know, what, guy. What yeah. an evil. Sure. Uh, that, <laughs> but the, there's that similar type of curse going on where there was a curse to this land that you just entered and 
nobody really fully understands how the magic works yet in, in their town. Um, so I got to the part where you get to the base that's kind of set closer to the sewers of the town because that's the only place that anybody can be safe. And uh, that's where I stopped playing. Um, I, th I think you can actually do some upgrades or something over there. You can. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say I mean, their upgrade system is pretty good too. Like, it um, is. It is. You pick the skills. And by the way, after you, you kind of meet some of the main characters who truly set the context for what's happening and what you have to do next. So there's like, there's like a second boss fight that I don't know if you can win it or not, but I know I died. And then. Yeah, the I died. There's a continued. move that you can't dodge at some point that just yeah. hits you and it drains you of everything. That's kind of what happened. I, I thought I was doing pretty yeah. well. I was like, I'm doing all right. And all of a sudden it was like, boom, 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 boom. And then you were dead. So anyway, yeah, then the and quarter, from quarter. there you can kind of pick a little more of a path. Like I want to go yeah. towards these types of skills or those types, which I like that. I like a good action RPG with some nice upgrade paths that you can pick what you want to follow. And then they have these traits that you can unlock. So where basically um, you can build more of this quicker, but you'll lose that faster. Like, you know, take more damage, but you gain more magic point, whatever the thing is, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. those kinds of traits that you can select uh, as you go through too. So there's a good amount of, of kind of picking and choosing how you want to play, which is mm -hmm. impressive. They didn't, I mean, it's one of those things that's like, you didn't have yeah. to do this for such a small <laughs> right. game, but nice. Yeah, it's clearly a game that's on, not, not that it looks cheap, but it's clearly on a budget. Like it's, yeah, you can tell it's not a AAA game, but it still looks good. Um, uh, to compare it to Kana again, I think Kana yeah. is a better looking game. I think the characters and environments in Kana are prettier, but yeah. this isn't so far behind that it's embarrassing. No. It's it's like close to that. It's close-ish to close. Kana. Yeah, it's knocking on the door. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it doesn't have the cuteness of a Kana. It, it is no, pretty serious. Right. Like there's some no of the little. Some of the dialogue is a little self-serious. Um, like yeah. if you played Immortals, it's very tongue-in-cheek, almost too much so. Some people hated the the silly comedy, and I get it, of of something like Immortals where like, um, you know, Zeus and all the other gods are kind of always joking and making these little kind of like wink-wink, nudge-nudge jokes. All right, I can see how that gets annoying after a while. Um, but that was part of the story. That's part of the vibe. This one's a lot much more serious um, approach to the story, and uh, you're looking for your father who left on some mission without you. And she keeps calling him Papa, which is weird because she looks like she's at least like 20 or, you know, maybe at least 17. Like well, she's not. I don't know, because I talked kid. to the guard that uh, that knocks you out uh, that first. Like, yeah, maybe you're like 13. And he know. goes, looks, man, for a little girl. And I'm like, how old is she? 15? Yeah, what? Yeah, she looks older, but whatever. Yeah, I know she does. But uh, uh, she's like, Papa. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I think you're in college. So <laughs> take it easy. Let's go with the Papa. Yeah. Papa. Papa. Uh, it's, I, I am willing to continue it while Same. I'm waiting for Plague Tale. I, I do think there's some potential. There's here. something I, here. I and keep going. Listen, there's enough that I tried it on my computer, and actually this afternoon I went ahead and installed it on Steam Deck because I've heard it plays fine on Steam Deck. And so I'm going to try it on there as well. So it's enough that it was worth you know, installing there because I'm going to keep playing it a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good one. Anything else you guys are playing before we talk about the best movie of the fall that just came out? All right, we'll get back to other things that you know we're catching. Do you up mean with. things in general or new things? Just new stuff, and we'll we'll oh, come okay. back to other stuff we're playing uh, a little bit later. Let's talk about Halloween ends. Oh, finally! Boy, <laughs> finally! Uh, let's tell us about this. Mike. 
on a train <laughs> to end town. That's negative town. Yeah, people end. love this movie. People love is this. Is this actually the end, Jeff? Is this really the end? Yes. Is it? It's definitely There the is end. no moment sure? at the end that's like, but maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, there's uh, nothing like that at the end. Yeah, there's nothing like that happening. Does he give a thumbs up as he sinks into oh. lava at the end? <laughs> scary on the nose, to be honest. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, is it? Is it over, Jeff? Is it? <laughs> it really he's is doing, over. He's yeah. doing yeah. Is it, Jeff? Some asshole three years from now is gonna, will reboot it, but yeah. Oh, this for sure. Is over. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, I think we've determined that as long as you pay Jamie Lee Curtis well, she will not turn down a She'll role. do anything, so, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. She sure, will right? beat you with dildos or whatever they did in that one movie. So yeah. <laughs> They definitely did that. Although she didn't, but she was part she of didn't. the movie. Yeah. But yeah, she was really funny in that movie. The hot dog fingers. She did a lot uh, of wrestling yeah. moves in an office. She did. Yeah, yeah, she's a really good suplexer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that they put actual wrestling. Like I saw a rock bottom, a German suplex. Yep. I saw all these wrestling, wrestling moves. I was like, oh, yeah. this is entertaining. See, this uh, is more fun talking about a movie that's actually really good. Yeah, can we talk Halloween about everything <laughs> everywhere all at once instead? Um. Uh, so Halloween, this trilogy has just been such a weird ride. Um, I really liked the first one. I think Kyle and I both really liked the first one. Yeah, I liked the first one 18. a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the very end and I was like, oh, all right. Uh, there's, but, a, there's a twist in that movie. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but whatever, you know. Yeah, whatever. I remember that now that you mentioned it. Uh, and then yeah. Halloween Kills, I liked less than Kyle did, but I did like the the fact that they were entertaining, like kills that you. He, he kills like 70 people in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. Like it's a it's a nice. insane. Like, to be fair, it's it so says far kills, fetched. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. true. Yeah, it lives he up definitely to lives up to the name. And that one did have people doing far more stupid stuff than from the 2018 movie. Uh, this one, I, I would say this one has people doing equally stupid stuff than like from the kills movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. But it's just the plot is like, how is this your choice to wrap up the trilogy? You have to so buy that... in a lot to people's stupidity to like be along for the ride for this movie. Gotcha. Yeah. And like, it, and it was so much of an ass for me who I, I was coming in to be apologetic, especially after Jeff, like he was scathing about it. I was like, I'm going to prove this asshole wrong. And I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. It's probably going to be fine at best. And I, it was the tail between the legs moment where I was like, Jeff, you're right. The movie was just, <laughs> like, I'm, so, I'm so sorry, Jeff. I'm so sorry. Um, so sorry. Uh, I, but, I still think I I, th I still think you li like is a strong term, but like yeah, it more I, than me. I uh, I appreciate he hated that there's an ending. Than... You know, yeah. that's what <laughs> I appreciate. About in the it, movie. They act it. They act it. Yeah, his, the credits roll, and, and there's a sense of finality. You know, yeah. um, how's but, Jamie like, Lee Curtis in this movie? Is she good? She's, she's fine. She's present. Yeah, yeah. She's there. She, okay. They do something really weird that I would not have done with their characters. So I, I don't. <laughs> Okay. And, and then out of nowhere, it becomes what you see in the trailers, like near the. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And it was a, and kind of a joke. Yeah. Basically, like, most you of thought the I was gonna. You yeah. might basically most of the stuff that you might see in the trailer is from the last twenty minutes of the movie. Uh, that's yeah. how bizarre the pacing is of this movie. Like, Tim, it's a you, movie. I'm actually super curious about what Jeff is referring to. Tim, do you actually care? Are you ever going to see this movie? Because I kind of want. I'm never going to watch this movie. I'm not going to either. So okay, we can so do all of our loyal viewers so spoiler... who love Halloween out there. <laughs> Spoiler alert! If you're watching or listening, I and you don't know. know what happens, skip ahead like a well, couple minutes. Well, so the, it All was right. I was an hour and fifteen minutes in the movie, and I texted Kyle uh, in our separate chat where we talk crap about you guys. Um, I texted <laughs> the best him, chat, the best one. <laughs> the best chat. <laughs> I texted him. Uh, I'm just extremely baffled, and the reason I texted that is because Michael Myers was barely in the movie by that point, and there had barely been any kills yet. Like, huh. 
hour and 15 minutes in. Yeah, an hour and 15 minutes in. I'm, yeah. for, I'm like, I'm like thirsty for blood. It's really weird. Uh, <laughs> um, but like we're the spending a lot movie. of time with people that I'm like, I don't care about any of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a new character they introduce and he goes down a dark path where he encounters Michael Myers. But Michael Myers, he escapes his his grasp, but he because he looked into Michael Myers' eyes, he suddenly has the taste, the hunger for killing. It, it's it's stupid. You, you uh, think we might be leaving out context, but that's 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 all on the table. That's, that's everything. That's, that's all they do. That's all on the table. Yeah. There, yeah. He just walks down a pat, a, 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 an alleyway or whatever, and looks into his eyes, and he's like, "I want to kill people." Yeah, kinda. Different more setting, or less. Yeah. yeah, more or less. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. Wait, is this, the, is this the passing of the torch? Is this guy gonna? No. no. No, it's not that type of movie, even though that's what we just described, kind of. <laughs> yeah, so like so like what we described to me sounds like what you would make out of a first movie of a new trilogy, not yeah. the third one. It makes no sense. You're trying to, to wrap up one. a bunch of like hanging threads and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, this just... is not like um, Thunder Gun 4, Maximum Cool. When, no, do you guys not get that reference? What is that I from? I feel like I know okay, that. Never mind. But, yeah. never mind. I just, I was just watching, I was just watching it earlier. Never mind. It's from Sunny in Philadelphia. Never oh, mind. I thought so. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, when they're, when yeah, they're yeah, sitting yeah. there and getting like Dolph Lundgren's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he totally passes the. Okay. I was like, I know I, that name, I but that I, you'd have to give me more. Confidence. In my head, I'm thinking of like Kick Punch Man, Punch Kick Man, whatever punch from kick, yeah. Community. Yeah, kick puncher. Yeah, yeah, kick puncher. Yeah. That's <laughs> I was trying to so, make the reference there. So, uh, the, and then punch uh, kicker. The opening of the movie is one of the I at least recommend watching that because it is unintentional. I, I don't know if it's intentional or not. Actually, it is. I laugh though. Yeah, I laughed out loud. so hard. Uh, there's a, the, it's, it follows a new character that we go on this journey with. We we don't know at the beginning of the movie that we're going to follow this dumbass through the rest of the movie. Yeah, I thought um, it was like a soft open thing. Yes, and, but it's a soft open to this, this kid babysits a, like a nine-year-old or an eight-year-old or whatever, and the kid is kind of a little shit. Uh, uh, and he ends up kind of terrorizing the babysitter, uh, this this new guy, this new Also, they come alone. And uh, yeah. he he kind of he's kind of terrorizing him, like trying to pretend that he's Michael Myers or something, and like closing doors and making noises. And he locks a door or whatever, uh, and the babysitter's like, "Oh, this isn't funny, man!" So he kicks the door, and the kid is right there. It knocks the kid back over the railing uh, of the stairs, <laughs> like a three-story house. Yeah, or it's like yeah, a three yeah. or four-story house. <laughs> so so you see his parents come in, like right as he's falling, and they're like, "Ah." Oh, Oh, what a nice date we had. And then you just see the kid's body <laughs> like bounce, like plop and bounce. And like, I laugh. I think you're supposed to I laughing because it's a child, but so I So hard. Oh. oh, hey, you know what? Another funny uh, Sunny in Philadelphia reference when Mac and Charlie beat the shit out of those kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the oh best. man. The best. But uh, yeah, so that part was like, amazing maybe not intentional maybe it was because i know that sometimes their kills they try to make them comedically brutal uh and there are a couple kills like that in this movie but it's just the fact that it's so scarce and then michael myers himself feels like such an afterthought in this movie yeah, yeah. um and, and the final showdown between him and laurie just f felt like they had to do it so like let's put it in the movie yeah it just it, the stakes just 
felt so a, hollow. It was, a, it was a whimper of an ending for sure. Yeah. Like it's so much so like they should have just ended it at the last movie and just never made this movie. Like he died in the last movie. Like that would have been a more satisfying ending, right? Than like doing whatever if we just watched. Yeah, here. because again, the I movie, I was gonna force myself to love this movie just because like, you wanted Jeff, Jeff to be wrong. Yeah. Wanted <laughs> Jeff to be wrong about something. Uh, the same and, and like it it just was. Very bad. I don't really know. Yeah. What to say. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just it's just you get the sense of the feeling of how is this the movie that you chose to write when you're yeah. when you're like an hour and a half into it, you're like, why this? Why this? Yeah. It was very confusing. It's very disappointing. I, I, and I yet, wonder somehow like, it has forty percent positive on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's a lot for what, what you're describing. Some people didn't mind the swing and in fact even liked it because it, it is kind yeah. of a big swing for it's for... a big swing and on paper it's not a bad idea just the execution is yeah. i'm just glancing through some of these the positive ones okay. people like that it's doing something different than what it's supposed to be like well, so unexpected. i can definitely paint you guys a little bit of a picture because the way the last movie kills ended which is from two years ago um Michael Myers killed uh, Laurie Strode. That's Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Killed her daughter, who was Judy Greer. Oh. And the movie just ends right there. And you're like, oh, man, this is going to be a big showdown between these two. And then the third movie picks up, like, several years later, and Michael Myers went into hiding for some reason. And you're like, why? And the cops aren't looking for him? Like, what? It just (laughs) made no sense. Dude, wait a second. Just pick it up right where it left off. Danny McBride is one of the writers on this movie? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. On all of them, on all of the new three, all, all three. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, yeah, there you it go. Was him, him, and the director's brainchild, basically. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's one for me to skip. It's funny after <laughs> seeing the horrible reviews and seeing what you had to say about it, I actually opened up Peacock earlier this evening just to see, like, hey, is there anything I want to watch this weekend? And I, that's the first thing that popped up, and I laughed out loud when I saw it. I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, there is something so. on Peacock. Uh, I'll bring up later that you should definitely. It's a little disturbing though, but it is really good. Okay. Um, All right. We'll talk about it later. All right. Let's talk through a few. Oh, go ahead, Dan. No, I was just saying it just from what you guys are describing. I I don't, it sounds like a bunch of like, I don't know, sleepy, like children that could write (laughs) horrifying movies. Like just like, just like scribbling nonsense on a piece of, with a crayon. Like in this year where we're getting so much, I mean, I feel like I say this every year, we're getting such good inventive horror movies. Uh, Barbarian is so good. Uh, Barbarian's coming to it HBO does. Max later this month. It's so good. Um, and then Nope is amazing. Like, there's just yeah. no space for phoned-in bullcrap anymore. There's just yeah. That's what and, it's and, and it's also just a fault of, like, I thought the first one was just so, like, ah, oh, this is Halloween. Like, you know, especially the way they yeah. shot it. Like, it was an 80s movie or even mm-hmm. late 70s. Yeah. And, like, the filter that they used and everything. It's like, man, they did a really the good score. job of capturing what it felt like. The score was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was so strong. And the second one you can make excuses for if you're me, you know, but there's no <laughs> excuses me. to be made by the time that the third one comes around. It's like, how did we get here with how yeah. good it started, you know? And it's like, they totally lost their entire vibe and their, I don't want to say message, but like the yeah. voice, if you will. Dis- it is disappointing series. because they, they did always intend for this to be a trilogy. Uh, like, and they had, so that means they had it. That out. means like, this was like the idea, a maybe, this, you know, which is I even guess. scarier that this was your idea, like the whole time. Like, yeah. It's weird, the only man. idea they had was like at some point when a kid defaulted his death in front of his parents after a <laughs> yeah, day. P- yeah, that's people all, are going to laugh at that. Fall, like... Let's just put that down on a napkin. Let's not forget that idea. Oh, my God. No, um, oh man. All right, let's talk through a few uh, headlines before we uh, kind of circle back to all kinds of other things we're playing and watching because there's a lot, and I, I want to talk about some of those things. But uh, to those of you who, for no apparent reason, 
hate Microsoft and Game Pass, and you just want them to fail. Okay, and, and I know you're out there, and I know that oh, uh, they're out there. I know that you've got a problem, and that's okay. You need help. It's fine. But I'm sorry to tell you that Game Pass is making a lot of money for Microsoft. Um, yes, they're spending a lot of money, but I think it's safe to say it's paying off, literally. Um, so per these docs, and I saw this, and Jeff added to the notes, but I was reading about this as well. The revenues from Game Pass were almost $3 billion last year. Mm. is just under 20% of their total earnings last year. I mean, that's... Imagine how, what the hell else are they making money off of? That's what that's kind of blew my mind, you know? Crazy, like, man. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, is, is the argument that, um, you know, you see that number and then uh, people who want to argue it, it's like, well, I mean, how much are they spending, though, to get yes, all the that games? Is, yes, sure. that's yes. absolutely sure. the argument that I've seen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. And, and and we well, they're they're not being this. transparent enough about their figures. They're just throwing right. a big number to make it. You know, it's like you yeah, yeah, yeah. any excuse. Despite this, it does not I, like I take something see, at face value. I still see the same sustainability argument, and I'm like, I just I just gave you a number of three billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, and you want to tell me it's not sustainable? Like, are you? You know, what's funny is the sustainability thing has been going on for let's see how long has Game Pass been around now? Like five years, and it's still going stronger than ever. Right. You're right. Sustainability is a concern at this point. Call. <laughs> they are. There are no games on there now. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, None. Just, I mean, just Literally. watch. Watch the Game Pass ecosystem. Like any of us who are subscribed to it, when they get the new, like, all right, here's what's coming to Game Pass next month. That's one of the first articles I'll click on because I want to see what I'll get to try next month, whether right. it's new or not. I don't care. Like, it's just like a streaming service that is my favorite. You know, I'm gonna check to see what's going out there first. And yeah, I am subscribed to the PS Plus, whatever that thing is, but I have used it like four times since yeah. I've gotten it. Sure. Like, I'm wondering if Microsoft. Uh, I wonder if most of their money comes from Windows on a professional environment, like for uh, right for companies, for big companies. That Almost say, certainly. Yeah. Right. It has to be. So yeah. I mean. Game Pass to them. Think about how many large corporations use Microsoft not only for their, you know, basic office tools, but for their entire databases and for all their backups right. and for all the right. major heavy lifting that Se huge corporations. Sequel. They, uh, they bought all, all those. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they acquired all that stuff. They yeah. acquired Skype, which we're using right now. They acquired right. Teams. Like they acquired all this stuff. So, um, all right. So they're uh, yeah. they're doing fine. They're doing fine. <laughs> they're doing they're doing well, what, fine. What, basically, what I'm trying to say is they make so much money in other areas that Game Pass they can afford to pay a little bit to make a little bit. You know but you I know mean? what? It's interesting. I think they could afford it at the beginning, which is why it was so popular and so well loved right out of the gate. And now we're several years in, and it's starting to really pay dividends. Like they're starting to see money come back in, as we're seeing even from last year. I agree. So I agree. Um, sorry if you hate it and if you, you just have a problem, it's okay. You just need to get it dealt with. Okay. Go see someone. Yeah, and if talk you do out. have a problem and you have an Xbox, you better not have game pass. Like I swear I to God, like you better. <laughs> it's the amount of time shit. people put into like taking it down. They're like, yeah, but I go home and use it. Every yeah. But I use it Xbox. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's usually what it is. Yeah. Literally. Usually what it is it's the same people who subscribe to Game Pass. They play the Xbox exclusives, which I understand there's not a ton of console exclusives. Okay, but you'll play them on day one, and you'll make fun of the fact that they don't have as many game sales or whatever. And it's like, dude, you subscribe to their service, which is their new way of getting games into your hands. Like you, right. I don't know. It's whatever. A little self-reflection, folks. Is so weird. It makes people so logical. It's just yeah. crazy. That's all we're saying. Hey, but here's something funny. Uh, <laughs> 
Almost seventy percent of the physical games sold in Japan last month oh, hold <laughs> were on, from. Hold on. You said almost. What's the exact number? Uh, oh, percent? I'm sorry, sixty-nine percent. Yeah, sixty-nine percent. Nice. Nice. Of all physical games sold in Japan last month were, and I quote from my buddy Jeff Widman, "Stupid ass Splatoon 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Je- uh, Jeff. Sorry, by the way, I was I was literally trying to type in "nice" earlier, and it kept like. <laughs> I kept like checking something by mistake, so it, like it kept doing something. I was like, "Fucking goddamn it!" All right, so, so I don't hard. think Dan ever uses any kind of Microsoft Word or Google Docs because when you write comments and you hit the check mark by a comment, it deletes it. It's like, okay, everyone's well, read it and they've resolved it. I've done it fine before, but I think when I do it on my phone, it like, I, yeah, I just happened to hit something wrong and it just yeah. didn't like it. I was like, "God damn it!" Right. But then I, I kept getting, I kept getting notifications, stuff, no notifications in my email that said like, "Daniel Freitas has resolved the comment." And I was like, "What did he do?" What did he do? <laughs> Don't worry. I went back in. I fixed it. I typed in nice. So, so this this is very. I'm not knocking the success. It's very impressive. It is. 69% nice is a crazy nice. number. That's 2.7 yeah. million copies in the first three weeks alone. Um, it's a hit, man. It's a hit. It's, it, and that's continues. To I be guess I gotta stop. I guess I gotta stop being baffled <laughs> by this because now we now I know where the audience is. It's yeah. not really as much here Jeff, as it is. Over someone there. gave you statistics. You have to take it yeah. out. <laughs> I can't just go. Not sustainable. Ooh, there's a bit my narrative. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly what you do. I'm still allowed to feel like the, those like games are stupid. Thing. Yeah. So that's, you're right. Yeah. But they are undeniably successful. They're so. very successful. Yep. Absolutely. I will deny it. I think everyone who plays Splatoon games all the tentacles watches hentai, so that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Cast on, like, for sure. Like, I feel like some people that listen would own that. Listen, I gotta own. say, uh, <laughs> Splatoon 3, all the, the whole Splatoon franchise now, let's, let's be honest, it's a franchise, okay? So, so the whole Splatoon franchise is exactly what it told us it would be. So it's not like this game is pulling the rug out from anybody. It's like, this is a game starring these little squid children who are trying to just paint the area before the other team can. That's essentially the goal. And so that's what this game is. That's exactly what it is. So I can't ever fault it for not being something and apparently else. the campaign's really good this time around so there you go whatever whatever you know if, if there was only a way we could figure it out there's no way to know there's no way to know there's there's literally no way to check the information no way <laughs> the technology we don't have it man i know this we is this is a this is a overworked joke but like back in the day like before internet that's literally how conversations like this would have to end and be like well yeah well uh, we'll never know yeah, yeah we'll yeah. never know because i think you're wrong and like that I'm fairchild console <laughs> thing like you could make that up like, to a friend hold on let me let me wikipedia that yeah <laughs> just immediately looking at your phone yeah but like back in the day if there wasn't something in your encyclopedia britannica set that your parents <laughs> were spent <laughs> on then too yeah. bad yeah, and I mean, if you I heard a fact twice by two different people or a, a statement, you just took it as fact. You're like, well, yeah. two people are saying that, so everyone there else was, know this. I, <laughs> I was, uh, I don't remember how old I was, but I was super young. It was single digits. And there was a kid that, at school that convinced me that he owned uh, communicators that Power Rangers had. He convinced me <laughs> of it. Uh, I, I, if I had internet, and... I would have just been like, uh, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Right here, <laughs> shit. It, Kids have too easy these days, them. you know. But, yeah, you know, I, I could be convinced of most things when I was that age because internet, yeah, couldn't tell me otherwise. Speaking of Power Rangers, because since I wasn't an avid avid watcher of that show, I had only seen it bits and pieces. My my younger brother loved it, but for a minute there, and I think I've said this on the show before, I really thought that Terry Silver 
recent villain from recent ep- uh, recent seasons of uh, Karate, Cobra Kai it was Tommy sure. Oliver was Tommy. I really did. Oh, get out of here! Really, Just no. white white guy with the ponytail. I was like, that's totally him. Oh, that's Jason oh, no. Frank, Tim. Jason Frank. Jason David Frank did not age that rapidly. I have <laughs> no idea who that, that guy is. He drank either. from the wrong grail, you know? <laughs> oh, hey, they're only like eight years apart, like in terms of like when those things were made. It's not that. I, I guess. I Karate guess Kid 3. Guess yeah. I, I, Karate Kid I 3 was, think I think, that series as being all in the 80s in Power Rangers being like, you know, mid When was correct? Let's find out. Totally different decades, guys. Yeah, guys. Power Rangers started in the 90s, I think. Yeah, so Karate Kid 3 was 89. Yep. Yeah, because I, I started, I remember like literally. Power Rangers started six years later. 93. I was going to say 94. I'm about to take a guess. Yeah. yeah. 93. Yeah, so it started four oh, years wow. later. Oh, wow. So right. come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. But Tommy um, Oliver was a late season addition. He was the sixth ranger. Um, <laughs> he was the evil uh, ranger. You guys, they shot first. all, they, they clipped all this stuff from Japan yeah. and then put a bunch they of did. white people They did. They did. They did. That was the like for real though that whole story ark with the green ranger that was awesome though let's we can't even oh, we can't no, even I, didn't, I didn't watch that show oh, the, oh, oh yes awesome. for sure no, that was i sick. mean i i think was he so the green ranger was first and they were like oh who what's his motives well because it was rita repulsa rita yeah. repulsa basically had like the, given the yeah corrupted him yeah. exactly so he was using the 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 flute the very manly flute to summon a yes. dragon sword. the dragon sword um, which uh, i have right here Yes, okay. I remember that, and it had things shot out of its fingers. Yep. yep. Boop, boop, boop. I will um, say that I did like the music video for "Bring Me the Horizons." Obey because they use these giant Power yeah, Ranger yeah. style robots to battle oh, in the fun. city. Uh, I like that song too, but I thought the video was great. And, uh, the Megazord here. That's one. That's excellent. Yeah. Dan is doing a little that's show and tell for right there, man. That's, uh, right. I should classic. say first it's run. Classic. That's first run. Yeah, that's not that's Power Ranger fan. That's pre-Turbo or whatever they did after that. Yeah. Well, so it was. Shit! What the hell was yeah, that? Yeah, it was Turbo, right? It was. No, 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 no. I think it was Zio. Was it Zio? No. No, it was Turbo yeah. then Zio then I lost track. Turbo was not. Turbo was not second. I think that was like third or fourth. I have no idea. I don't know. Anyway, that's why I dropped off. It up. If only we could look it up. I know. There's, There's no way to know. Way no, we we could figure die. this out. There's Not no way knowing. to know, guys. Uh, and then, of course, I switched my interest from Power Rangers to a more mature format, uh, wrestling. Right, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, that's I'm, right. that transition right. makes a lot of sense to me. Actually. It does, right? right? That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Dude, I still, I was just sharing this with a friend the other day. Like, there was few, there were a few better feelings in my, like, I guess, mid-high school, like, early teenage life than when I was, I was given permission from my parents. I can go to my buddy Mark's house. So I'd ride my bike to his house, especially like during the winter and it was cold. And I would get there, I'd get inside. His dad always had like the best name brand snacks. My family had the cheap snacks from Aldi. They had the awesome snacks that were like name brand. So I'd load up on snacks. We would go in his room and just watch like three straight hours, switching back and forth between Nitro and Raw. And yes. then Did and then sometimes two, you would have, have a, a TV set up. We did, but we would play the PlayStation oh, okay. or N64 on that one. So we'd be ah. playing video games so and wrestling's my, on and snacks. We used to have, oh. my parents used to have Such a, good time. a really tiny TV for the kitchen. And we would just, it would be right next to the big TV in the living room. Mm-hmm. So we would just turn it around and rest it on top of the big TV. So you'd have both wrestling. And we would have on. both playing at the same time. And then if something major was going on, we'd, we'd switch them. Like we'd go, I, oh, wait, 
uh, Sting is on Nitro. Switch it to the big TV. And I still love the epic yeah. mistake of the Nitro guys making fun of the fact that you know mankind is going to win the yeah. The everybody belt, turned the channel and then everyone yeah. switched over to see that. They're like, "What? Mankind's going to win?" So they wanted to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Stone Cold helped him win, right? That was like a big. Yeah, that was yeah. a big yeah. deal. Yeah. 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 yeah, I remember Definitely. switching that over. I, but, dude, I re- I remember watching that live. Like, I, yeah. that is that is a core memory right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's big time. Uh, core memory unlocked right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, we know that the uh, the Last of Us TV show coming out next year, the actress, Bella Ramsey, who made a name for herself in a fantastic role in, in Game of Thrones, she's going to be Ellie. Apparently, in an interview, she's talked about how she was encouraged not to play the game before playing Ellie in the show. Yeah, what, do you, what, do you guys, what do you guys think about that? I, I can tell she, you what uh, the comment sections think about. This. Yeah, uh, uh, it was something. Oh, so the the, the show is going to be the worst then, huh? Yeah. They didn't do their homework. You know, <laughs> I think even though literally the that... guy who created Last of Us wrote the show as well, and but, directing yeah. the first episode, Direct- and, and actually it was this. HBO that told her don't don't play the game. We want you to yeah. come up with your own do your own of version of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. I respect yeah. that. But even there's then, still going to be a script. So there's a moment. She knows you know, what the game like, looks like. She still saw gameplay video just to be like, oh, what type of game is it? You know, right? Yeah. And she admitted as much, so she was able to see like the brutality and stuff. But she yeah. has no grasp on what Ashley Johnson did as Ellie. Like it's. But isn't be- that okay? Like Ashley Johnson it had absolutely to create is okay. the character out of yeah, nowhere. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, let, the script are just words, like the actors are the, yeah. the people who bring it to it life. Makes, you know? so, it makes iconic moments feel more fresh when, when, yeah, you have, so. when you know they have no background on those characters. So, like It's going to be I, like us seeing it for the first time. And it gives the actress or actor, depending, uh, uh, one less thing to worry about. Like just, yeah. just pour yourself into it as the character that you want to create mm-hmm. there. And I'll let right. the director and writers kind of guide you on going the right way or the wrong way. Like They'll let you know. So right. I feel like those people that are, make that argue with that, like... It's like so their their point is like, well, it should be just like the game. I feel like if it was literally shot for shot, like exactly the same, then they would bitch about that, right? Yeah. Because it's like, well then why can't I just play the game? Why can't I just play the game then? It's like yeah, it's the same with Pedro Pascal. I don't really want him to try to do his best Troy Baker impersonation. I want him to be Pedro Pascal's version of this character. Like, show me what you got, man. Like because he's a great actor and when given a chance, like like when I first saw him on the screen again in Game of Thrones, like I know he's been in other stuff, but that's the first time I ever saw him was in Game of Thrones. Same for me. And I was like, this dude is just he's stealing every scene he's in. I just want more of this guy. And when his story arc in that show was over, I was so bummed. I was like, man, I just want I want to see this guy in more stuff. Way to go out though. Oh, hey, yeah, happy ending. One of the few oh happy God. endings yeah. in all. He got to really shows. ride off into the sunset, you know? Really got everything uh, <laughs> he wanted to and, and retired in great. old age. Things Look, if you're going to write me into show, just write me out with my head being exploded by a giant man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But I get him, too, in the end, you know? Like, it's a good it's way. True. All right. It's true. It's uh, true. Spoilers for... Come on, guys. That show is <laughs> new. Ten-year-old show. Whatever. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he went on to Narcos, and he's amazing in that show. Yep. And then he... That's uh, right. He is good in Narcos. Uh, Dang it! Uh, obviously, Mandalorian. Uh, he was in the excellent Wonder oh. Woman too. Uh, um. Hey, you could be better or whatever the line is. Uh, <laughs> it's the worst movie. You're good, but you could be better. Hey, yeah. this movie sucks. Uh, that movie's so bad. He uh, was amazing in that Nick Cage playing himself movie. He uh, yeah, he was really good in that. Movie. Yeah, yeah, he was very. The funny massive talent one. Yeah, 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 the, the unbearable yeah. weight of massive talent. I need yeah. to see that. Okay. He's very like fun. he plays like his Nick Cage's. The guy who hires Nick Cage to come over and for a birthday party or whatever, and then they end up becoming bros, and there's like a real bromanship that comes out of that. That's really yeah. really funny. 
and they they just play off each other so brilliantly. Pedro was like game for all of it, and I did I didn't know he had that type of comedic you know yeah knack you know other than doing a community table read. I had no idea that yeah he was really into comedy <laughs> like that. I'm trying to think what That's else right. I've seen him in. I feel like I saw him in something else after that, but I guess not. Here's yeah, I guess he's just I guess in was... really high profile things. He's just got yeah, yeah man. He's got he's, a good agent. He's, he's one of the dudes yeah. right now. You know? He's one of the dudes. Yep. Always getting he's, the phone He's calls. not quite he's the Chris Pratt levels, but he's close. He's close. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, it's almost like Chris Pratt, right? But everyone's like tired of Chris but, Pratt. But people so. don't hate him yet. That's the difference. So yeah. they're like, yeah. oh, Chris Pratt. Give him time. Um, it'll happen. Uh, happen. so PlayStation Five shipments are apparently really ramping up these days, which is good. Um, and also I did see that there's a God of War Ragnarok bundle that's been announced. I don't think it's a special edition of the actual console or controller that's included. I think right. it's just a bundle where you get the PS5 with the disc version. Oh. It's the disc version of the PS5 and a digital code for God of War, right. which I think is funny. <laughs> you know what? Um, you know what? Actually, I that's the version of the PS4 I got. When I first got a PS4, it was a version that came. It was oh. the Last of Us edition. Okay. Didn't have you yeah. know any decorative things with it or anything. Just, it just PS4. came with Last of Us remastered. Yeah. And uh, it was digital. <laughs> there was no physical yeah. game for it. I yeah. thought that was really funny. <laughs> Which makes sense. I mean, it's all they have to do is print something out for you, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that they didn't. I don't think I they had a price for that. But everyone assumes yeah. in the five hundred fifty range. So yeah, that. apparently, um, and this is according to people that like weigh trucks and stuff or whatever. Uh, U.S. Apparently, in the U.S., PS Five shipments are up four hundred percent from like last month. Like they were up. 400%. Dang. Um, and so they're ramping, they're ramping up big time for the holidays. Uh, yeah, that's great. You know, Good. The, that's great. You know, the 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 cheaters are still going to get their batch, but you know, um, at least there's going to be more. I can't imagine there's a ton of money to be made on that resale market, as not at least anymore. not as much. You not know what much. really went well, and there's a whole blueprint for the Steam Deck. Just do it that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody got theirs. You got in a queue. You got in a line. You got an email. It got sent to you. You know, like I just. Um, and if you think, think about that, it, that was within seven months of it releasing. They, and yeah. I know the numbers yeah. are probably much smaller, of I mean, course, what, than like seventeen PS5, months. But... You know, at this point, yeah. <laughs> like uh, I wonder. No, it's I wonder too complicated. What num- I wonder what the numbers are. Do we have are there sales numbers for Steam Deck? I wonder how many they did. That'd be cool. We to... will never know. We'll never know. There's no. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't, actually don't know if they print. Uh, they post that. Stuff, they might yeah. not release that. Yeah. Gabe's never going to tell us. It is is really amazing that they were able to say, I don't think we included this in the notes anywhere, but they were able to say, you know what? We don't need to do the reservation model anymore. You want one? We got them. You want one? Just go buy one. I love that. I love seeing that. All right. So Steam Deck. It looks like it's definitely over a million, which I would have guessed. So I would have guessed PS5. All right. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. For a non-Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo console, that's quite good for the it's first seven months. Yeah. That's crazy. Especially during a chip shortage. Yeah. Right. During the, a time frame of a chip, chip shortage, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's really uh, telling about the quality of the Steam Deck, too. You're not hearing all these horror stories about, I had to return it, it was on fire, or whatever. Like, you're not hearing uh, all these Mine Red things. Ring. You didn't hear about that? <laughs> No, the red ring, <laughs> red gate, in red gate. Um, well, speaking of PC and Steam, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales will be on PC on November 18th, yes. right before Thanksgiving. I do wonder too. Just in time for no games. You know, I, do, I, know. I, I do wonder if that'll be. It's probably too soon. It's just gonna have released. But do you think it'll be on sale? Maybe not on sale right away. It'd be cool though if it were part of the Steam holiday sales that are gonna be popping Sometimes up. Sometimes games shortly. come out and day one they have like a ten percent off sale. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean Scorn is. So. 
Yeah, I'm I'm all in on getting this on PC. I had well. I had so much fun playing 2018 too, Spider-Man man. again on PC. Just I, so I much. So fun. I've beaten Miles Morales the game, not the person. I'm not. <laughs> uh, I've, I've beaten, beaten like it. four oh, times oh, now. Hey. Hold on, I, I'm already I'm, I'm already hyped to beat it again. Yeah, so. I've, I, only, I've only played it the once, and I me too. I think it's been long enough where I want to play it again. So yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was the very first game I played and beat on my PS5. Because I, I think Tim and I didn't we take a, a vow that we were going to wait. Didn't, didn't yeah. you wait too? Okay. I did wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we're not going to play that yeah, game. It was playing the same PS4 and singing that game's praises. Yeah, because we had it. Yeah, like I got a little more lukewarm yeah. on. Yeah, it. Dan's all talking yeah. about game of the year. We're like, we're not even listening to you right now. We <laughs> yeah, refuse right, to play. It's like, listen, guys, there's feels up next year. Sorry. Yeah, that game is excellent. That's I mean, it's, very it's a good. it's a it stands in a very small group of like the spinoff games that isn't really D, it's too big to be a DLC, but it's too small to be a full release yeah. in the franchise, you know. And I think Lost Legacy from Uncharted is another example of that. Yeah. There's very few games that do it and do it really well, and that's one of them. Um, it's so good. So I, I'm excited to play that one again. Definitely will buy that one on PC again. Um, but so there's some positive stuff about Sony, right? A lot of PS5s moving. Spider-Man go. coming to coming to PC. Oh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. What's happening? What's happening? What's so, right so, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, you explain this one. Jeff, you explain this. Okay, one. so you know that Sony's been going. It's to Call the of e- Duty again. They can't yes. shut up. Oh, God yes. damn it! Uh, so Sony Jim. has been trying Jimmy. to get the EU uh, to not basically not approve the deal for Microsoft and Act. This is and the their their stuff, argument right? was well. You know, if this deal goes through, Call of Duty players are gonna just switch to Xbox, and 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 they said, Sony said, that's even if we keep it on PlayStation. That makes no sense. In what world does that make sense? Like, actually, we don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's but, just crazy to me that he's that. That's the, not he. I don't know who's making the argument. I assume it's Jim Ryan though. But uh, um. Yeah, that that was the what I gathered from the article was they were basically telling the regulator, "Hey, we're going to lose customers because of this, even if Call of Duty stays on PlayStation after the deal goes through." And that kind of bro- that's just busted ass logic to me. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like if if the <laughs> there you go, perfect. <laughs> Dan, that's perfect. <laughs> if you keep the game on your console, people Jim are going to play it on your console. It doesn't correct. That's not how that works. So I don't. Well, Microsoft really basically can't. Microsoft essentially reacted with exactly what you just said. Like, we have no plans to get it. All. It's better for Call of Duty, better for us if it's on as many consoles as possible. Yeah. They have no plan. Like they have no immediate plans to remove it from play. But it's almost like. It, it's like when you're in a relationship and you're worried that someone's going to break up with you and you keep asking them every time you say, oh, you're going to break up with me, aren't you? You're going to break up with me. Are you going to break up with me? And eventually they're like, I'm going to break up with you now. I wasn't going to yeah. before, but you won't <laughs> shut up about it. So now we're done. And so it's kind of the same thing where it's, <laughs> right. so Microsoft's going to be like, you know what? Prophecy you know what? We're done with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're I mean, like, don't do looks... it. Don't do it. Guys, come on. You look at that face and it, it just... You, you feel bad, you know? You just feel bad. Ryan, look how, yeah, look how sad he is. Yep. I, so I, I could have sworn, I was looking it up, I couldn't find it right now, but I could have sworn I saw another uh, quote from like a Microsoft person who was like, Sony has plenty of IP, so I don't know what they're... <laughs> They and do, I'm like, and we, we're all wrong. screaming, we're yeah. all screaming that, buddy. I feel you, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm sure people at Microsoft are being like, why are they doing this? Why are well, they being the, like this? Yeah. That Brazilian regulator last time was like, Nintendo hasn't had Call of Duty in years, and they're doing fine. That like, one, I love. That's still the jab of the yeah. bite. It's so. great. 
And it's so true. Like it's like, hey, you you also found a new lane to live in and thrive in. So Call of Duty has been basically the the biggest money making game for numerous years in a row. And Jimmy over here is just like, I I think he's just concerned that that's not gonna. Eventually, they're gonna be like, oh, sorry, not on PlayStation. So and then it's just not gonna. The amount of people still refuse to use like digital media and it's a lot you know like those people aren't gonna just flock to xbox and start playing that game on uh game pass for free there's a huge chunk of people who are just gonna keep on buying games on playstation and playing them right where they've always been playing them and i i guess i really just don't understand the urgency of uh crying ryan they're acting like they're in third place (laughs) and yet they're dominating the console sales and have been been forever even when they were getting punched down in ps3 they like came back still came back and took the lead yeah so (laughs) i mean outside of the outside of the uh we phenomenon that's the only reason that they didn't totally take first place right it was just yeah. the phenomenon of the Wii. that was yeah, the only yeah, thing yeah. Um, we need that hum- that sony back because right it, it feels like the early ps3 era it's like oh, yeah, it's they're, like they're that up. they're that vibe of cocky yeah it's sure. the heel yeah. era right they're heels again and then the we heels. go back right. to maybe is you guys big... aren't cheering loud enough for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the heel <laughs> yeah oh man I feel like whenever he comes out, he gets the Kurt Angle, you suck, the da yeah, you, <laughs> suck. you suck, da yeah, Love it. Um, Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, those are all going to be dropping in January. I believe they're just on Xbox, though. They're coming to Game Pass, right? I don't it's, think they're coming. Uh, the only console on... they're not coming to is PS5. <laughs> yeah. Uh, put that picture oh, back on. Be, they will be PS4 releases. <laughs> put that picture. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Okay. Just kidding. You don't have to do that. Um, <laughs> there you go. But I'm, yeah, I'm more, sorry more to look at his face. And hey, listen, uh, those are those are all just beloved games, and that's great that they're getting more more yeah, visibility. Yeah, guys, uh, let's hear it for more re-releases. Let's do more. Re-releases. We we want we want Persona yes. to be on other things because yeah, okay the, the difference the, is it's not taking resources away from new projects you guys don't understand this okay you're right no no person had to work on that whatsoever it was just no, a button someone actually copied and pasted yeah you know? it was yeah, just a button it was, it was, it was, it was a one hour it's different break. for them than every other company you guys don't yeah. understand it it's yeah, fine yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very complex. Um, guys, Konami might be working on several Silent Hill games, according to the movie director. Yeah. Do you think that, the, any truth to that, you think? The movie director said he he's... he's <laughs> no, wait, he like, what, is he yeah, on he just speed dial movie. at, like, Konami? And they're like, hey, guess what, buddy? We're making more video games. He he's, he's like, been, oh, thanks for calling. Uh, he has resources... Not resources. He has sources at Konami, and he's been working with them. That's what for, he says. For what? <laughs> He says the, he's been maybe a movie? With Silent Hill. Uh, maybe put on a new movie. Maybe it's a movie with a video game tie-in. There's a new idea. There we go. No one's That's ever done that. Well. We didn't. Ha- we didn't have a whole phase of that. Yeah, at this point, um, I am off the Konami hate train. I'm sorry, but they are they were releasing so we could end one and two in an awesome <laughs> updated package for next I, year. So I still I'm hate off. The, I'm off the hate train personally, but I. Appreciate and respect that you guys are still riding it, and that's fine. My hate train doesn't come from Konami, whatever to Konami, but just the joke that every three months we have to talk about some Silent Hill reboot. Like it's coming, guys. Dude, it's been coming for like six years. Everybody, that's what she said. If we if we look back at our notes, I bet you there's a Silent Hill rumor once every month or so as we go that's back. like where i'm yeah. it just to me this news is hey, like but this, this guy again, did that one like, movie a long time ago it was really hey, good. It, it was just it's pretty all right i like this movie all right <laughs> what i like that yeah movie. the first the first silent hill movie yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's, I like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. I, I haven't watched it. Uh, but hey, there's Why more do you delays. Hate games, Tim. Tim there's... hates games. I said I haven't watched. Okay. Uh, there's you hate another. Games, therefore, you don't watch movie adaptations of the games. Whatever. <laughs> Oh, we all hate games. Trickle down, trickle down hate. Witchfire, which is a game that's by the um, Vanishing of Ethan Carter team. Apparently, it was announced. I didn't realize this in 2017, then re-revealed this past year, and it was one that I've been very excited about since the re-reveal. Yeah. Um, but according to them, they had to bump this to 2023. They believe that they're close to finishing it, but they decided to make it an open-world approach to how you can explore. And unlock areas as opposed to more of a corridor type of a, of an approach. And they said they're like ninety five percent done with implementing the open world structure. It's a pretty big lateral move, but you you know they said so. that they're pretty done with it. So I guess it didn't set them back yeah. too far. So they're just saying, hey, it's twenty twenty three. We don't have an exact release date for you yet, but I think they're expecting. Then, it's cool to early you get to the end of your development cycle and there's room to be like, yeah. hey, let's like add some yeah. stuff here. Like let's spice this up a little bit here. Yep. So I'm still looking forward to that one. It's one of those that if it keeps getting bumped back, it's going to easily get just kind of forgotten at some point. But as long as it stays somewhat on track and like just deliver a really solid that, you know, you guys remember that game it had that kind of first person like shotguns mixed with magic and kind of that fantasy setting yeah, a little yeah. bit with specters cool. and stuff. Very, very interesting. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, don't forget November 8th, even though, um, Skull and Bones is no longer coming out. Sonic Frontiers is going to oh, still. Oh, thank God! On November eighth. Thank God. Um, apparently there was a new look at the combat systems, and it's going to have legit like upgrade trees where you upgrade <laughs> abilities and special moves and stuff, where you can stun enemies and attack and all that. Like you can upgrade. Listen, none of us are buying this. If you're just listening, the faces <laughs> I just saw, everyone's like, Mm-mm. I'm doing my best. You know what I mean? Hey, <laughs> well, I'm still waiting to see. I mean, we'll see. This is we'll going to be hilarious. Yeah. If this thing comes out to like nine out of tens across the board, it's going to be so funny. It. I just don't care. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I hope I hope it is at least minimum nines. Like, that's going to be amazing. I would love it. I would love it if it's like in a legit. If it gets tens, I still won't play it. If it's like <laughs> legit game of the year. <laughs> literally it's like you know what we had to make a new scoring system because we love this game that much it's 11 out of 10 it's it's literally a a a flawless masterpiece i'm still like no kyle's like no i don't believe you and i like sonic he just doesn't attend the game of the year debates because he won't listen to it he's like no not gonna even say that word i'm logging off (laughs) jeff's gonna say that he likes it and then out of spite kyle's gonna be like no no absolutely not prove this wrong yeah it's true sir um, realistically, I think this game is destined for like a, you know, seven out of 10 average, maybe 77, 75 out of a hundred. There probably. are a lot of cheerleaders for this game that I didn't realize. I was like, people really like Sonic and yeah. I hope it's good for them. Like, seriously, I hope it's good um, too. And I, but I expect it to be fine. That's where my expectations yeah. is. I, I don't I think it's going to be and bad. I hope, and I hope everybody out there, that's their expectations too. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause I think that might set you up for where it's going to be. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fine. I don't if I don't if it's bad, I'll be surprised. If it's amazing, I'll be surprised. If it's somewhere in the you know between average and pretty good range, that's like that's what I'm expecting. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, Netflix, we've complained about Netflix before. Their their prices have gone up, and they <laughs> talked about launching a lower priced version with ads, and they're gonna do that. Not only is it gonna have ads, it's called Basic with ads, but apparently it's going to be lacking certain selections of stuff, at least initially, like some of the newer stuff you'll have to wait to watch. And uh, so it's basic plan with ads and it's going to launch on November 3rd. So here in about three weeks for seven bucks a month, it's actually 
pretty good price. But I don't know what you're missing. You'll have to go look it up to see what kind of content you won't be getting if you're a Netflix subscriber. And then your standard basic is $10 a month. Uh, standard is fifteen fifty, and premium is is sitting at twenty. And of course, with each of those, you get more devices to stream at once. You get higher quality resolution. Like you, you get more with each, you know, yes. step up. I could be wrong, but I think I saw. I don't know if it's confirmed, but it's also you're not going to be able to achieve ten eighty p. It's seven streams in seven twenty a.m. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna look great. It's almost like that's meant for phone watchers. Like, cause I, yeah, I'll be honest. Like, I do watch, I do watch a good number of shows, especially ones that I don't care about, like visual fidelity. If I'm just kind of on the move or moving around the house, I watch a good amount of content on my phone. So that doesn't bother me if I'm being totally honest, except for certain experience, certain movies and certain shows. I'm like, well, I'm watching that on the big screen. Yeah. So I actually don't care about the 720p in probably like 75% of circumstances. That's just me, though. I know that's not everybody. The, the ads for me is. I mean, good. I have to go ads, with the yeah, four yeah, yeah. every single time. I have to go with the four K plan. I really wish they thought through restructuring these plans, so their four K plan isn't hidden by the highest tier. Like it's kind of it, crazy. Yeah. It's really messed up to me. Like no other streamer has that. Like like four K is HBO just the Max, standard. You pay one available. fee, and some things are in four K, some aren't. That's it. You know what I mean? Like Disney Plus, same thing. But they figured out a way to up, like, make oh, it enough, of course. enough yeah. Like, yeah, Netflix. Yeah, for Netflix, it's like, well, that. you can get four screens and UHD. No, 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 no. We'll also UHD. throw, also yeah. on top, we're going to throw in a cancel your favorite show. So, <laughs> <laughs> you guys like Stranger Things? And that's for free. Gone. We're just, gonna, we're just throwing that in for free. You know? God, not finishing the story. God. Kids are 40 now. It's you know, late. people like to do that on social media like, hey, pick one of these four franchises that you would have to get rid of. Right. And Netflix does that for real. They're like, which one yeah, are you getting rid yeah. of? Yeah, every, every quarter, they're advice. like, one's got to yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's their staff meetings every Monday. Which thing are we canceling this week, you guys? My favorite of those, by the way, uh, uh, by favorite, I mean the one that makes me the most mad is when they're <laughs> like, "What franchise do we get rid of?" And it'll be like Marvel, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, DC, something like that. It'll usually be four because I think you can only post like four pictures. Yeah. Um, and everybody will go Marvel. Oh, and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? <laughs> well, have you seen half the DC movies? Well, it's just the biggest target, man. Saying it's that just the so biggest many target. people have seen these movies, so you, you hate watching these movies. What's going yeah, on here? I know. Like, <laughs> they get so much money because of all the Listen, viewers. It doesn't you're just you're just upset that Marvel never got Schneider and is in his genius in that. No one upset. is upset about you're that. Just upset. Uh, no one's upset about that. No one's upset about that. Upset. Zero people. He's making Rebel Moon. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> he He's might making survive. his Star Wars guys. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a Star Wars, Wars guys. It was he tried to pitch a script to Star Wars to uh, Disney, and they're like, "No, we're not taking that." And so now he's making this movie with that script, and he just changed all the Star Wars names. <laughs> he did. So. He did. I, I hope it's called War Stars. Yeah, it's called, <laughs> it's War called, Stars. It's Rebel, it's called Moon. Rebel Moon, which is pretty much the same thing. It's basically yeah, just, those are words yeah. in Star Wars. So. Yeah. Space <laughs> battles. Yeah, space battles. It's like the unusual findings in Stranger Things. It's I'm already annoyed by that movie. I'm already annoyed by that movie. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So let's talk about other stuff we're playing and watching. I'll start with you, Dan. Uh, and I'll, I think you're streaming this as well. But tell me about Valkyrie Elysium and what you think about this game so far. Are you streaming this uh, one? So that one I am not streaming. Not uh, sure. Okay, okay. But uh, actually before that, uh, I did uh, confirm Power Rangers Zio was before uh, Turbo Jeff, so suck it. What? Um, <laughs> I still don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> are, are, are those Street Fighter names? Or... Yeah. All right. My disappointed guys, face. I know. 
Uh, and so the White Ranger too. Remember, remember when he lost his Green Ranger powers because the candle like burnt out, and then he got the power. He got the White Ranger uh, powers. Yep, that was I pretty. Definitely, that was that sounds like something that happened. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Oh, I remember. Because remember, uh, what's his name was up in the rafters spying on them making the White Ranger outfit. I remember that. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I can't I, remember who it was though. That was spying on. It might have been Billy. Was it Billy? That know. rascal Billy. Yeah, we're, we're in the weeds. No idea. <laughs> um, all right. So, unfortunately, uh, I really so I really liked the demo. I played the Valkyrie Elysium Valkyrie demo. Elysium, yeah. Oh, I hear a butt coming. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, uh, I really liked it. So, I guess in that short burst, I was like, oh, I actually like what's going on here. I like the combat. It is slightly stiff, but like I do enjoy it. And, and there is stuff going on here. Like, I like when there's kind of a grapple where you can pull yourself towards the enemy. I, I enjoy that sort of thing to kind of close the gap. Um, and there's definitely like a combo system, so there's some depth there, um, and you're jumping around and doing different moves. But um, it this game is to me it is a swimming in sevens game, unfortunately. Um, so I'm I'm a big proponent of stories more than anything. So I'm I'm more pro story than than the gameplay. That's the uh, type of player that I am, and I really enjoyed the story of Dio Field Chronicle. So for me, like that game. Is heightened by the story, but I also really like the the way that they did the um, uh, strategy combat in that game. And this one, it's like the Valkyrie, who's the main character, is just like she's just boring for like most of the most of the game until just now, where I'm at chapter six. I think there's nine chapters. So in chapter six, she's starting to sort of change a little bit because um, I, I forget who played the demo, but there's um, you can summon like companions. In mm-hmm. the of I remember combat. you guys talking about it. Yeah. Yes. So you yeah. can summon companions in the middle of combat. That's all tied into the story. So when you start the game, it's kind of like a tutorial and you can summon a couple of them. But then when you actually start the actual game proper, you don't have access to them. Right. And and finding them is part of the story. So they're basically like they're like these like extra um, like powerful souls that are lying around in the world that when you find them, then you can recruit them as soldiers. Um because Ragnarok has happened or it's about to happen or something. There was the big fight between Fenrir and Odin. Um, so you're trying to basically... And it made Odin really tired, guys. He's yeah, tired. he's really tired. And, and <laughs> he's tight tired. Not, he's not feeling well. He's not... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're basically exploring and the then world. when you meet him, he's fine. He's literally like, he's like, hey guys, what's up? Well, he's just sitting in a chair, but he can't do yeah. anything, apparently. So well, he, he, he got a nap. He's, he's here. He sends you to go do like his door, uh, dirty work, essentially. Um, yeah. You're exploring the world and you're fighting enemies and you're kind of basically trying to recover Odin's power. Um, and then later on down the line, you're finding these kind of uh, powerful artifacts or, or something along the lines of that. But yeah, it's just like the combat's not terrible. It is fun. Yeah. Um, but I, I, find, I find myself basically sticking to the, to the main sword that you start the game out with because... You can upgrade um, each weapon 10 levels, but, like, the attack power is the same. So, like, whether you're using a spear or, like, the sword, for example, if if you've upgraded them eight times, the attack is the exact same. Unless you attach, like, some sort of additional, like, item to it to make the, you know, plus 30 attack or something like that. So there's really no, other than just the combos, like, being different, like, looking different, it's like there's no point of actually swapping weapons, really. Gotcha. Um, they're doing the same attack um, damage. That's a bummer. So I'm just, yeah, so I'm just using the same weapon because, like, it's like, oh, well, I like the sword. It's a good sword. Yeah, no, no, no motivation to branch out from that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Getting the summons is really cool because, like, the so I I got the last one 
recently and she's a, a a magic user so now i have all four of the companion slots filled in and i do like summoning summoning them because like they kind of all are different styles like she's a, mas- a magic user the first guy you find is a swordsman then you find an archer um and then you find like almost like a paladin she has like a spear and a shield or something um and throwing them into combat's really cool because they're kind of doing their thing and they're helping you out so it's it's really fun yeah but um it's just if it, the, the combat pretty much stays the same. It doesn't really yeah. feel like it like changes in a fun, de- in a fun way so where there's. Uh, it's a solstice type game where like the combat's the same pretty much throughout the whole. Solstice thing. is actually more fun because to me solstice is more like a Devil May Cry Bayonetta, so it has this slickness to it where I feel like um, this game is just it it just has like a slight stiffness to it. Uh, it's hard to explain. Hmm. You just kind of have to play it to to really kind of. You would have to play that and then like a devil may cry like played like obviously the top tier to kind of get what i'm saying with the difference of like the fluidity of the movement of the characters but um there there's a difference there to me and then again like i said the valkyrie the main character she's just kind of like this this like empty husk she you're you're just doing odin's bidding so she's just kind of like focused on like doing everything for odin so then you meet this character that looks like a valkyrie also and she's just like, well, I have to kill you because you're opposing Odin. She doesn't question anything. So she's just kind of like this mindless drone that's just doing and you, stuff. And you said you're almost done. So you would know if she started questioning anything at this point, right? Like- well, she's start. So because now that I have the four companions, I think being around them is started because they actually even just had a conversation when I finished the last mission that I did. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I noticed the Valkyrie starting to seem more human like. But it's like I'm six chapters in. I think there's nine chapters. There are, yeah, there are. Maybe should have started that a little sooner, the progression, so there could have been right. some kind of more depth to the story there with her. I just, I don't give a shit about the Valkyrie because yeah. I she's boring and just kind of like, all right, well, I'm doing the thing because Odin told me to do the thing, so. Yeah, what um, you're saying doesn't sound that all that different from the reviews, honestly. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard uh, very similar things from reviews. Yeah, and the, it's actually sitting at a sinking in sixes. It's got yeah. a 65 on yeah. Metacritic right now. Uh, I'm by no means hating it, but um, I did have a coupon. I think I paid like 40. No, it was like 36. Um, I think that's a fair price around there. If you paid 60 for this, I'd be like, oh, that's I don't know. Yeah, that That's, that's not worse. a 60 game. But I, again, I really liked Diofield because, again, I really liked the story and I, I liked the characters and I thought there was more depth to the characters in that game. So that's why with that one for me, it's like, oh, I really like this. And I actually didn't mind spending the 60 on that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but you know, it's a swimming in sevens, I guess, sinking in sixes potentially. <laughs> I have fun with the demo, but I'll definitely wait for a sale. Yeah, same. And it hits PC in November, so it's only on PS5 oh, I'll just wait for, that. Think, for the moment. Yeah. yeah, I would say if it's around, these will give game. me that game half off no matter what, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, all right, so a couple quick hits I wanted to share, and then I know Jeff's got some as well. Um, listen, we're in this kind of weird limbo between like I, I finished up a couple of games, including like Batman Arkham Origins. And so I've just been trying out stuff that hits Game Pass or stuff I hear talked about on other podcasts or people mentioning because I know I'm about to get into Mario plus Rabbids and Gotham Knights and Call of Duty. And I got all these games that are just going to start rolling in and, and Plague Tale starting on Monday. Like I'm very excited for all of these other games. So I'm just kind of diddling some small games here and there. So I tried a couple new Game Pass games. Coral Island and Dyson Sphere program. To be fair to both of them, I think they are part of the game preview program, I think, for PC. Yeah, I think I saw that. Kind of like early access, but through Game Pass on PC. Coral Island is 
it is Stardew Valley with a different coat of paint. Like it's just a different art style and animation style. Um, some of the character uh, art design when they talk actually remind me of the drawings from Lilo and Stitch, that Disney movie. Just kind of has mm. that vibe to it. Some of the characters do. Um, but it's very movie since it came out. That's crazy. It's very <laughs> it's very Stardew Valley. So like you yeah. get you arrive at a place, someone's really nice to you. They show you your farm. They're way too generous. They're giving you all kinds of stuff and tips and tools to get you started. You want my wife? Here's my and wife. They, my they're wife. just giving you all kinds of stuff. And then they're like, all right, now here's your barren fields. You have to go and chop down trees and crush up rocks and gather. It's just, it's very Stardew Valley. Literally so you, Stardew Valley. Yeah, that's crazy. If you like that kind of game, that's what Coral, I think they add in additional elements that maybe aren't in Stardew. Some yeah. additional gameplay elements. I don't know if there's a big like dating sim element like Stardew has. So but, um, I didn't even, is that on the list here? Coral Island. It's under my kind of quick hits. For oh, Coral. Um, yeah, I kickstarted this. For Coral Island? Okay. Yeah, because you know how my wife and I like these. Have you these. tried it? No, no, no. So I'm, okay. um, yeah, no, I, I haven't started the, because uh, I figured that's something that we would want to play together. Yep. So I haven't tried the. Um, yeah, if you if you like Stardew or games like that, then I think this one's worth giving a look. So, yeah, I like um, I like the I think I'll, uh, and the thing that kind of resonated with her too is like the character portraits, like you said, yeah, very Disney like. Yes. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it has a, so, it's a unique little take. It's kind of like what Jeff said, where it's like, yeah, I tried it out. I get, I know what it is. I've already uninstalled it, but it's not because it's a bad game. I'm just like, I don't want to. If I want to play a game like this, I'm just gonna go back to Stardew because I freaking love that art style and Super Nintendo throwback vibe. So that's what I'll play if I want to do this. But yeah, and this Dice one's gonna have some unique things. Sorry, because uh, I remember they they hit one of the the um, the goals where they're gonna add like actually an underwater section. So I saw that in one of the trailers, but I didn't okay. see it in my time playing. My time playing it, I just did some basic farming stuff, talked to some people. They taught me how to fish. Like, it's just very basic. Okay. Yeah, um, you can um, you can do stuff. some, like, is it sp not spelunking? That would be cave. You could just do some diving. You could do diving. I think yeah. there's, like, a mermaid down there. So, like, okay. yeah. So I think that's actually kind of unique, a, a little underwater area you can explore. So. Yep. Um, and then Dyson Sphere Program is kind of a exploration automation kind of a thing lots of resources to gather lots of planets to explore there's a whole storyline around it like why you're trying to do this but you're in a robot that reminds me of that game rift breaker if you played that but anyway you're setting up automation systems and conveyor belts like if you tried stuff like satisfactory or factorio um, and if you like that kind of thing that's what dyson sphere program is and it does it's got a cool style to it as you go from planet to planet like the planets aren't big so you can actually see the the curve of the planet as you're walking around on it so it's they're a little smaller or um, flat if you're there. Earth. Nope, not flat. Not flat on this one. Sorry, Jeff. Um, flat Earth. No, oh, I'm thing. saying if you're looking at Earth, it's flat. That's. I'm just you're saying. right. All right. Fine. You flat, got guys. me. Yeah, there's Earth's an edge totally to flat. it. Yep. Um, but uh, anyway, this game's fine. I mean, I like those kind of games sometimes. I just I have to be in the right mood. I have to really want to play a, a strong simulation game that's got tons of detail and this has tons of detail tons of upgrades lots of resources to gather and collect and then you know you build a smelter so you can build the next thing like there's all kinds of steps to this and so i could see it being really fun if that's the mode that you're in if you like that stuff but it, um again not one of those ones i installed tried it out and then uninstalled because i'm just not going to play that right now um, but ne neither of those are bad games i don't want to give that impression they're just they're they're very niche uh in my opinion now, one I do recommend if you like story-based games with lots of dialogue choices and some management elements, uh, I recommend trying out The Pale Beyond. It doesn't even release till next year, but there's a Steam demo out right now mm. where you join this the captain on this ship. I can't really tell 
what time frame it's set during because it looks really old school. But then they talk about like you have a guy join the ship who everyone recognizes from films. So it must be like early 1900s or something. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be set in the mm. real world. Or not, but anyway, you join a ship and you become first mate and you are advising the captain on lots of decisions to make, like who you assign to what. Do you let the stowaway stay on board? Like do you serve this this many rations for this week or do you pull back to save for when things get worse? So there's some management elements that you have to do, but a lot of it's also just exploring the boat. And, um, and it's kind of like from a map view. So you click on a doorway to go to that doorway and then you can click on a character if they're available to talk to and you can learn more about them and decide if you want to assign them to a job later as you get to know them and so i think there's going to be a mystery to solve as well at some point but i thought the demo was pretty cool i really liked the style of it a lot i thought it had a really cool yeah style. i like the art style what i'm looking at this yeah. um this almost gives me like a, a like a way more in depth like involved like oregon uh, oregon trail but like on a boat yeah, there might be elements of that as you get deeper. It was pretty lightweight on mm -hmm. some of the decisions, at least early. A lot of it is is um, dialogue decisions you have to make. Um, and I, I just really like the way that they did it. I thought the writing was really clever. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I really dig it. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Looks so, but that, again, very story centric adventure game. Select your dialogue, that kind of thing. It's yeah, it's not super action. I'm definitely going to try that. I mean, because it's a demo and it's free. I'm going to try it. Yeah, it's it's a cool setting. I like the Pale Beyond so far. I mean, who knows? Uh, the full game comes out next year. So, and that's all. Oh, there's one other one, a little um, mobile game called Hero Emblems Two. It did cost money. This is one of the rare times I spent money on it, just because it was recommended so highly. The second one just came out. So Hero Emblems Two just came out this summer. The first one came out in 2015 and was apparently really well loved. But basically, it's Puzzle Quest. So if you had a DS back in the day and you played Puzzle Quest, where it's a match three kind of Candy Crush style game, but you you do it within the context of a turn-based RPG where you're doing moves to either heal or attack or whatever based on what gems you match up. It's that style of, of game. So it's a match oh. three RPG. That reminds me of that, uh, what the hell was it? The Battle battle Chef or something? It was that... Um... Yes, the Battle Chef. I like the Battle Chef game, by the way. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that game. The art yeah. in that game is amazing, too. The art was really good. so yeah. good, yep. Yeah. And but that also had some cool action side scrolling sequences yes. to mix yes. things up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is very much an RPG with characters and and full dialogue and equipment to upgrade and you level up and so it's got all the RPG elements to it. There's no pay to win stuff because you just it's like seven dollars for the game and then you own the game and you just play it because there's no like you know, play for three to earn three hearts today. It's not that kind of a mobile game. So um anyway, I, I thought it was kind of a fun little distraction that I had recommended or I heard recommended. And so, yeah, I like that one. All right. So what else are you guys playing? Um, uh, you mentioned quick hits. So I'll just mention that I did play a little bit of grounded on Xbox. Now that the game had its uh, full launch. Yeah. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, I guess it was like late September. Yep. Um, and I understand that there is a campaign mode, but you're kind of, you kind of have to go through like this, a tutorial of a whole bunch of stuff. Because it is a survival game, so you really have to learn how you're gonna navigate that world and not die. You know, you're gonna have to learn how to. It's a Honey I Shrunk the Kids type setting, so you're gonna have to learn how to, you know, uh, get a dew drop from a plant and drink it. You're gonna have to learn how to do that stuff. Um, so, so you have early on, like you have like this yellow goal that's like your main story goal, where you're trying to figure out all the equipment that's in the yard and how you got there. 
and then you have like I think they're blue the survival the survival goals like how how to build something or you do need to build something because you need to craft something you need to build a bed that you can sleep in during the night when all the um, insects start getting a little more aggressive um, yeah. stuff like that so like it's really charming it's an obsidian game so it's not like it's not funny like I chose to be the nerdy guy and he is uh, that you can choose to be four people. I chose to be the really nerdy white blonde kid, uh, and uh, he's just making really wild comments uh, across everything he sees. These guys never stop talking. Uh, like, <laughs> so Derek would yeah, love this game. Yeah, he'd yeah. love it. He's like, oh, hello, Mr. Ant, and stuff like that. It's really funny. Um, I mean, Obsidian is good at that, man. Yeah, they really they, are. They yeah. really are. I didn't really get to do any real combat, though. I got to craft an axe and a torch. Uh, so I could go into a cave and solve one of the main story things that I needed to do. And um, I did get to, like, use my axe to beat up some lawn mites, because those are the only things that will attack you during the day. So far. So far. Probably way more. But so far, it's just them. Those tiny yeah. things that you beat up. Um, so there, I didn't really get to do anything with a gun, nor do I know if there are any guns in the game. Uh, so I have no idea how that works. Uh, but the game is so involved that I was like, you know what? This isn't the right time for this. So that's why yeah. I installed it. But starting out, it, it definitely seems like a game that I would want to put some time in at some point, just not right now. That game's got an audience, games. man. People who play it do love yeah. it. Yeah, and, and I cool understand, setting, it. man. Yeah. yeah, I totally get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's my quick hit if somebody else wanted to talk about. Yeah, anything else? Because everything else I kind of want to dive into a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I got um, I picked up Bloodstain Ritual of the Night on, on the deck, uh, which I oh, played sweet. back in the day on Switch. And let me yeah. just tell you, this game, and I only realize this now, looks so bad on the Switch. Like, it looks <laughs> so I remember those reviews, ugly. yeah. And yeah. Um, it, it, this game looks beautiful on the deck, uh, just FYI. And it's mm. uh, marked as playable, so, like, I, there was, like, no tinkering involved, but it's not verified. So, uh, threw it right on, you know. Uh, worst thing is, is like, the uh, the text is a little small, but, like, there's voice acting, so it really doesn't matter. Right, right. Um, right. And, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it, you know. I've, I, I played this one when it came out originally, but, like, I just wasn't really feeling it whenever I was first playing it. I think it was because, like, I knew I was playing, like, a really ugly game that wasn't really performing well. <laughs> right. Um, and, By the way, uh, it's only now... six bucks and 70 cents on CD keys. No, yeah, that's why, I, that's why I picked that up, yeah. It was, like, yeah. it was like seven, I think, when I bought it. But um, So I'm really enjoying that game, you know, and it, it's really, it plays really great on the deck. The art's really good. The, you know, yeah, I love the art style. It's that very game. throwback so Castlevania. Yeah. Like, it basically yeah. is Castlevania and everything but name. Well, it's... Um... Um... It's from the uh, uh, was it Koji Igarashi? Yeah, it's, it's from, the creator it's from of that guy. He he broke yeah. away to to make this game. And they even did like a retro style two, yeah. I think prequel. Two of those, right? two, yeah, yeah, yeah. prequel. Two of yeah. Those, yeah, I think yeah, I played yeah. them both. Yeah. And those uh, yeah. are more like eight bit, right? This is one yeah. of the this is one of the big wins for like Kickstarter, where like the game yeah. like overly got donated, so they hit yeah. all of their extended goals. It came out, people like it. Uh, and it was a work I, in progress where people kept on like, you know, like now it's I think when it came out, there was some rocky stuff going on with it. But like Isabel. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like now it's like it's had a lot of updates, a lot more content, you know, yeah. two new characters. It's it's kind of out of control, but that's cool. I'm enjoying it. I think the music's really good, too. But that's also another Castlevania staple. Um, mm -hmm. I do have just one other game I just want to throw out there real quick. It's, it's Tales of Berseria. I just wanted to play it on. The, uh, I don't want to play it on the go. I know this is like one of the most beloved entries in the series. The like, combat uh -huh. is, 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's considered the best story, best characters, uh, mm. and a lot of polls that I saw on like Game Facts and what have you. Um, and uh, so I picked this one up because it was like like three dollars, like on CD keys, I think. Uh, nice. And um, I wanted to display that. Uh, yeah, I don't like the combat too much, but like the older mm. you go back into Tales, like the worse the combat is, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with a rise definitely being like the best feeling that combat's Good. ever been in that series. Yeah. Uh, so like going back to this was pretty torturous but like immediately the story was interesting uh, immediately the characters are great you know mm. um so really enjoying that and uh you know because of beating xenoblade chronicles 3 i've got a lot of like jrpg like i gotta be another one now i can do this mm. i'm gonna start one right before october really kicks into gear <laughs> let's do this you know? the best time to do it so delusional i'm the most delusional person <laughs> <laughs> you can do it kyle <laughs> But that's that's all. That's all I'm playing nice. on that. Oh, and that game is uh, unsupported completely. No tinkering. Doesn't drain your battery. Plays really nice. well. So just that that trend is ongoing. Where it's like, man, if you just want to play a game, just try and load it on that thing. It's probably just gonna give play it a whirl. It, so. Yeah, cool. Um, I, I think Jeff had like something more in depth. Um, so the only other thing that I'm um, actually my wife and I play. So she actually had started it, and then the first few minutes actually made her sad because um, some dad stuff. Um, and then she's like, let's play it together. Um, and that's uh, Beacon Pines. I think, Jeff, you did. You, was it last time or the episode before you brought it up? Yeah, whenever it came out. It came out a couple weeks yeah. ago. Okay. Yeah, Jeff talked about it a little bit. Um, did... I, did, I already <laughs> uninstalled it. I, I was like, okay, I'm not going to stick to this oh. one. All right. Well, you probably should, Jeff, because I know you actually like kind of like these. Um, uh, so you played that other one. What was that other one that's like uh, like a book where you open up and there's words? Lost popping up? Words. Lost words. Yeah. So it's 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 similar to that where like yeah. it's basically a choose your own adventure sort of uh, game. So it actually kind of it does actually open up as a book. The narrator's reading the words. It zooms in. The images yeah. are all hand drawn. Um, the animals are all anthropomorphic. So obviously, if you don't care about that style, you're gonna kind of like shrug that off and be like, whatever. This is dumb. Um, so my my wife and I are actually pretty far into it. We're probably close to the end. This game does not have any business having a story this interesting <laughs> like, wow holy shit yeah none of the images look like you'd have an interesting story if i'm yeah being yeah that's kind of i jumped off because it was a little too cute for me like yeah. even i have a line so know, that's like... well that's that's what grabbed that's what grabbed my wife's attention yeah but uh -huh. as you get further into the game it's like it has this like we're at a part right now where i was like this almost like is giving me vibes of like netflix's dark like it what? has this whole sci-fi element to it that it's like you don't and like and, and again it's like you choose your own adventure so obviously if you make a bad choice then it's like the end and the narrative is like all right hold on no that's not the end we can't let it end that way let's go back and i i forget I, you probably explained it you basically get these uh charms or whatever Mm -hmm. When you explore the environment, if you're talking to a person or like you interact with something in the background, you get like a charm that's like basically an action. Yeah. Um, it becomes a Mad Lib, basically. Yeah, and and so basically, later. you're you're sort of jumping around this timeline, and it's on a tree, and it almost kind of splits in two different directions. So we're kind of bouncing back and forth because we'll go down one path, and like basically you're you're a kid you're this little kid this little deer kid luca and like the story is just like yeah like so you died like you just you got dragged into this building by this this mysterious figure in in a in a hazmat suit and you're dead like they killed you <laughs> like and you're just this child 
and and they threw a body in a dumpster that had like a name tag on it and the hand like wow. fell off like it's yeah it's it's actually very interesting i'm i'm yeah. incredibly it surprised it is deceptive at the beginning then cuz it's yes. like way too cute at the start Yes, it's yeah. yeah, it's definitely deceptive. And again, the whole like the characters looking like animals. Some people are just completely like, nope, I'm all set with that. Um, yeah. If you get past that um, and start getting to the parts where it's like, oh, this is like, oh, this is taking the dark turn now. Um, mm-hmm. It's incredibly interesting. I'm actually <laughs> enjoying it a lot. So, okay. so not yeah. not as on the nose dark as like cult of the lamb but it gets there eventually that's what you're saying yeah i mean like it's not showing like blood and like cult of the lamb does like a sacrifice right away right away right out of the gate yeah Yeah. it's more it's more more that the narrator will start reading the words of what's happening and then it says the end and it's like it's implying that like oh like murder just happened or like these other things that are and i can't say without spoiling but like the entire town like something happens to the entire town like yeah, it's it's actually very interesting. So shockingly, well, good for you for not spoiling it like I did for a game last week. Apparently, uh, Channing Tatum appeared in a game. Uh, <laughs> Channing, I Channing Tatum all over it. Not again! Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Well, he, you know, he must be stopped. He might, so, he must be stopped. Jeff, I know you're trying to get through Bayonetta one and two, so I want to hear what you think about those games. I started Bayonetta two, and I'm just reminded of its excellence, and I am fully intending to play more of that over this weekend. What do you think about Because I've already played the first one, beat it, loved it, had started the second, and I just now came back to it. And I'm like, man, these are just some of the best of these type, types of games. But what do you think about yeah. Bayonetta games? Yeah, I've never played any of the Bayonetta games before. I'm still on the first one. I'm really not that far in. I think I'm on Chapter 4 or something. It's like a couple hours in. Okay. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, the, I mean, the action just feel it's just so freaking fun. Um, yeah. And it's, I don't feel like maybe you dropped, you know, descriptors every now and then. I feel like it was underemphasized how funny this was. Like, these games are so over the top and funny and stupid. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really entertaining. Like, I uh, agree. Yeah, they are some funny. Some of the dialogue and, yeah. like, it's just so cheesy and 90s action movie oriented. It's so bad weird. accents and bad. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, real bad yeah. puns all the time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. many innuendos, so many. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, but I love the uh, the action. But it's, is it's so, very self-aware. All the yes, characters. Yeah, are very, yeah. It feels like the writers are things. they like know exactly what they're. Everybody's going for. in on the joke. Everybody yeah. is. Yeah. And, and the action is just so thought out. Um, and uh, the creature designs, especially when you're fighting bigger yeah. monsters or whatever you want to call them, um, it's just I, I can't imagine having a mind for that. It's just crazy mm-hmm. how you're basically killing like these angels, right? Like these yeah. monsters from they're heaven. All, like creatures from heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very impressed with it. Uh, I mean, it's living up. I mean, I, granted, I'm still on the first one. I know the second one is has way more praise towards it. Uh, it yeah, I didn't think this would be... The second one just has... Uh, it's much less repetitive. It's still repetitive. These games mm-hmm. always are. Like, yeah. the, the character actions games always have a lot of repetitiveness. But it's it's more creative. It's more... And it's just it's just more. It just looks better. The monster the It's monster a really good-looking game for yeah. being a Wii U game or whatever. Dude, it's, yeah, I'm very cause, impressed. Because that first by, Bayonetta, so. I'm playing on PC and deck. Um, it's it's perfect for, obviously, a handheld. Um, yep. It, I know it's a 2010 or 2009 game or something. I, I don't know. That sounds about right, because the it's second one, I want to say it's 20. on the older side, but it still Hang looks on. really good. And they have yeah, to 2000, have... 2009. 
they had to have made it, you know, reskin it a little, obviously, for for it to come out on PC and look as good as it does. Uh, I think the second one was 2014. Yep. Yeah, it feels more recent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get the second one though, because I keep hearing all the praise towards that one. It's yeah, yeah but that first one is really fun. Yep. Um, yeah. I have a feeling if I time this right, I'll finish the second one right as the third one comes out. And that it might, even though my plan, and I've already said this out loud on the podcast, my plan is, yeah, that'll be like later during the holiday season. But if I play through two and I'm just loving it as much as I know that I will, because I never finished that game. I never made it super far into it. Um, I might end up, Bayonetta 3 might end up taking priority over some a lot of the other heavy hitters. <laughs> I feel like they might do but the we'll same see. for me once I get through both of them. Uh, yeah. And I know they're not long. That's not like they're super short, but they're not super long. Either, so right. Yeah. I could probably get through them if i actually focused on them um yep. but speaking of focus i did set out to have a goal to beat two games in particular that i knew were not long yeah uh, by the time we podcasted again and i did it i beat my uh backlog hall of shame game finally one. yay and that was spec ops the line baby uh and you i got the it. happiest ending you could possibly want <laughs> out of this game there, there was one of those <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah press x to hug everyone. i was literally like yeah there's a moment where you're confronting somebody and you have a choice to shoot him or let him shoot you. Mm. And I was literally doing this to the trigger. I was like, come on, shoot him, shoot. Like, <laughs> he was counting down and I'm like, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> Just do it. And, and the prompt wasn't coming up and I was very confused. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's, what a story, dude. Right? Um, yeah. And I know that it, it came out during a very relevant time. And I guess it's still relevant to some extent. Uh, where yeah. all these war games are coming out and yeah. it was just like a, all these games were hoorah, get them, yeah. get them yeah. games. Like, uh, yeah, get some, yeah. you know, like the guy in Apocalypse Apologies. now just shooting from the chopper, get some, get, and he's just yeah. brutally killing these people. This is such a deconstruction of all of that. Like, it's yeah. just crazy, like what it means to be a hero uh, and to like idolize these, these, these are human beings, you know I mean? I know this is a fictional setting, and everything you could argue there's a sci-fi element because none of the shits happen in Dubai. Uh, so I mean, uh, they're kind of making a fiction based on real science. You know, these mm. sandstorms that, but these sandstorms are such a high degree that it totally devastated Dubai. Um, but but like it's more of a psychoanalysis of like yep. what it takes to be in that environment um, from a totally different country. Uh, even it's if you of, mean well, uh, it's hard you know, of darkness. Like, you know, yeah, it's exactly. Of it's hard. Of, it's a heart of darkness story. And it's done super, super well. And yeah. Nolan North never phones it in, really. I mean, come on. He's just so right. good in this role. Um, and the subtitle of the line makes a lot more sense as you play it, too. It's yeah. just kind of like, oh, right. got it. We crossed <laughs> yeah, that. The, got line. It. the, the theme line. we just crossed. Yeah, and and okay. the dynamic between him and his buddies uh, the whole time, because you're, for the most part, you're a trio. Um, yeah. And uh, the how your dynamic changes the more effed up stuff you're forced to do. Uh, and make decisions on. Um, I love that. That's like my favorite part of the whole game, really, yeah. is that that you guys are not really bros. You're there to do a job together, and you're not going to respond to certain choices the same way. Like it's yeah, it's really fascinating, man. It's it's a thinker that game. It's yep. really good. Yeah, and but, for some reason, all the praise is, is is heaped on this game and everything like that. Like just never could get a sequel or a new yeah, one or anything off. It was so weird. Yeah, imagine that game with like cliffhanger potential. Imagine that game with like top of the line gameplay and i'm not saying the gameplay yeah, was um, bad but imagine it was top of the line. You know, it's, it's all right good. though yeah yeah I liked it, it. it was I fine I didn't, it was it was fluid enough for me to go yeah it feels good to like reload or shoot somebody in the head yeah. like yeah. it felt pretty good in some with like some a modern reasons. like a modern take on it with unreal engine 5 like 
right yeah bananas, the know? smgs kind of played like ass so i avoided those entirely uh but um like pretty much any small handheld that's not a you know a pistol uh yeah and the sequel you could really see and feel the war crimes like they're real you yeah, know dude. Be great. i yeah i yeah. murdered 13 right. kids in my we need to get uh, this in vr so we can actually VR. feel our sins you know <laughs> by the way we just... 12 enemies in my gameplay what did you I, do like i meant to say this at the beginning <laughs> of the show I, I meant to say this scorn would have been a great VR game, I feel like. Chase. Yeah. yeah. As opposed yeah. to like what it is. I, I meant to say it's, that earlier it's... that like, oh, that would work well as a VR game, just visually sure. and then like what the I mean, gameplay is. Scorn would need to right? come with like um Scorn would need to come with like squishy peripherals, like to <laughs> not, not on that. <laughs> Um, so, so Spec Ops was a four or five hour experience, uh, and so was Return to Monkey Island, which I also completed, uh, and Yay. I really enjoyed my time with that game. I think the ending, some people will perceive, I specifically diehard Monkey Island fans, which I am not one of, uh, they will probably be like, well, that's kind of a slap in the face, all this gameplay, and we didn't really get, uh, but I think for what these games are, what these games are and the humor that they're trying to do and how meta they are, it's a perfect ending for that type of game. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's just yeah. so freaking silly. Um, and, and it's quite funny. Uh, I mean, I mentioned that before it yeah. doesn't stop. Um, and the, um, act four is really where it opens up and you get like a whole map and you're able to travel between islands and you have, sometimes you have to go back and forth and, uh, find an item that you realize you you didn't know that you needed, and that's so got some go optional back. things you can do too, right? Doesn't that yes. have optional elements? Yeah, too? there's an optional mission where you can become a chum, uh, which is you have like a fishing bait hook, whatever, uh, that you present to somebody, and all you're supposed to do is just swap stories about your biggest catch or something. Hmm. Um, yeah. And but each person gives you different advice for how you can pepper up your story and make it sound better. Uh, and I never found the ending for that. I, I have no idea how, what, like what the right person is. Mm. Like you can see some characters have the, the bait hook or whatever, like on their clothing or near them. Okay. Okay. So you can tell who's a member and who's not. So I'm thinking I missed a couple. Um, yeah. because every I time you. I went up to the same person and tried to tell them a different story and it sounded way more pepper. Like it sounded way more, uh, uh, whatever it sounded, it had more exaggerated. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I nailed it. And then the guy goes, man, you can still use some work. And I'm like, who oh. the hell else do I need to talk to? So I, I don't know. There were some some things I did, I wasn't able to, you know, wasn't able to resolve. But I yeah. resolved the main quest. That's what matters. And mm -hmm. uh, and they have a hint book. So if you are if you feel like you're kind of dumb for puzzle games, just go into the hint book. And it'll tell you. That it'll tell you, like, it'll try to be mysterious about it and cute about some of it. And then eventually, if you hit the button the last time, it goes, just go do this. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> come on, dude. I yeah. gave you the answer. It was right there. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, so it it's a puzzle game that's really meant for anybody to, of any age to beat it and um, and enjoy it. I mean, it's a good ride. Um, and it, like I said, it's not long. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Remember how I paid for it? Was it on CD keys? It had to have been on CD keys. But yeah, I tried it on deck first. It's a battery drainer, and I didn't feel like tinkering, so I uninstalled it there and played it on PC. Yeah, and uh, it's great. It's great with a controller. It's supposed to be a point-and-click game when you're on keyboard and mouse, much like their old games are. But with a controller, you're just walking around, and I'm just like, this around. is amazing. Yeah, this that's is how you play these games. That's how you're supposed to. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Nice. So it's well, good. there you go. And that's not I top mean... ten of the year good, but good. 
it's interesting as you listen to all the games that we're playing, whether they're new this week or just stuff we're circling back to, like, and I'm not saying that none of us will still be hooked by some other game, like Bayonetta, for example, might keep keep some of us occupied as these yeah. new games launch. But I yeah. feel like when we reconvene next week, our chats are going to be different. There's going to be a lot less, hey, I'm diddling these seven games, and a lot more yeah, like, dude. I am playing if these I'm, two huge if games. If I'm not done with Plague Tale by the next time we talk, I will be a little disappointed in myself. Yeah. Because I'll be I on PTO you. and like... Yep. Yeah, and there will be so many games coming out that I just want to be done with that game. <laughs> yep. Yep. I feel like that one's going to that one's going to hit hard and hit really well. And then, yeah. of course, there's more later next week between now and next Friday. It might be a week where we record on a Saturday to give us extra time. With have the games. And I was telling first. Kyle uh, that uh, in our separate chat again, where I talk about everybody. Yes, sure. Uh, yeah. I first I said, hey, doesn't Tim suck? And then I said, there's like <laughs> five movies coming out next week that I want to see. Uh, <laughs> in yeah. theaters uh so i'm i bought a ticket for like every every day that i have <laughs> off oh, oh you, you watch movies oh i wasn't aware oh yeah jeff mm-hmm. well guys the the peak of dc is coming out next week it's black adam <laughs> i mean we have to see that movie. oh man so do you that think what he said so was referring oversold. to um who everyone but thinks it is we're not talking about we're not talking about that because it's obvious uh so uh, <laughs> kind of like, yeah i could i could tell you if you wanted to know <laughs> <laughs> Footage right, well, is all I'm saying. Speaking of uh, watching stuff, um, I'm going to take you guys on a real quick roller coaster ride of positive and negative takes. So some of these Uh-oh. are going to, some of these might annoy you, and I'm sorry, but some of them you might totally agree with. So I'm, I'm going to go like positive and then a little negative. Uh-huh. So bear with me. Uh, I am caught up. Oh, no, I'm, I'm still two episodes behind, but very excited to catch up on Andor. And I freaking love that show. I love the grittiness. I love the characters. And I know that the recent episode is just being heralded oh by God. everyone and kyle you were talking about how good it is um so andor yeah. real positive you guys agree Breath- right andor yes. is just crushing oh it god breathtaking episode <laughs> like, that's what i've so heard good. but even overall as a show i feel yeah like, yeah yeah, uh, yeah. like it's very I'm, I'm good. loving it yeah, yeah. there's also a character absolutely. named tim with two m's i have subtitles oh on that's it. right that's why you said that okay <laughs> <laughs> forgot yeah. about that so it's really positive uh on the negative side i couldn't even get through the first episode of miss marvel I thought it was so cringy. Now I might try it again because you guys have recommended it and you all loved it. I really hated it, but that's just me. And maybe I was in a bad mood. I should watch it with my my teenage kids or something. Like I don't know. I what don't think is. I liked the first episode either, though. If I remember. Tim, usually yeah. sitting in front I, of I grow, that show grew on me as I kept on this, watching yeah. it. No, no, I was very open. Like, all right, I'm gonna get into this. No, I, I know it's I know it's gonna be like teenage kind of cheesy, but like I just thought the acting and writing. I I was just like, this is. This is ba- I, just, I just kept feeling this is bad. And I think maybe I just need to chill out, let it become whatever. Because I've heard that as it goes on, and by the end, it's got some great moments. And I want to see the good moments, but boy, I was not feeling it. And I, I just opposed that to Midnight Club, which I know at least Jeff watched, which has Mr. teenage Kyle actors. Too, Kyle, yeah. too. Okay. Which has teenage actors. I'm on episode two. Amazingly written and acted. So... I think it's okay to look at Miss Marvel. This is and be crazy like, to me because the actress who plays Kamala Khan is so effing good in that role. Like it's just, it's just crazy to me. I don't know what you're talking about with the acting. I really don't. But she might be she's great. Just, she's endearing. She, I think she might, me- she might be great. But if you just watch that opening without already loving it, just like I watched it without hating it or loving, it. I just kind of watched it and I was like, this just feels real bad. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. But hey, that's just I told you some of these personal takes. 
the negativity might make you a little. I'm sorry. I'm not saying I don't like Miss Marvel enough to defend it. So okay, I, all right. I, I, th- but, I liked it fine, but yeah, I, I want like <laughs> Yeah, I want to catch up on all the the Marvel stuff. So I'll, I'll I'll end up watching it through. But I was just like, I'm just yeah. I feel. I think she's. I think she's definitely the main strong. Like she's like the main element, and and like far beyond i think most of everything else in the show like that kid that shows up later that's kind of like doing some oh, stuff hood, with, the with the hood and the yeah yeah like that stuff those. was that stuff was lame to me i was like who even is the schmuck like what even is this yeah. like like he i didn't trying, care but she a little hard yeah she was super endearing i like her as that character and if yeah. they once they bring her into the movies and like the whole overarching thing i think that'll kind I, of grow yeah. So. I think she's got a real Haley Steinfeld quality about her, which is perfect because she's already in the MCU. But like, mm. I, where she's just like, it's just easy for her to be, yeah, a, playing a teenager, and I, I don't know, just be charismatic and I don't right, know. right. I, don't I just know. think I, she was I just I think role. the I think the kind of like the the cheesiness of it wasn't hitting in the right way for me just when i was watching it compared to like cobra kai which is so cheesy it's so corny <laughs> yeah. but it hits in the right ways sure, for me sure, for whatever sure, reason yeah it hits I, in the way that you i don't you, know why you, you go oh the writers are aware of this yeah yeah like they yeah. know how corny and, and none, of, none of those man. actors are going to win awards for cobra kai so don't <laughs> no, me, I'm not, no. don't get me wrong you don't know like, that there are moments where that one girl who's mean all the time like she might win something being a bitch i understand that like but like my expectations for each are different, so uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is what it is. But back to positive, and right, you guys, because Miss Marvel isn't really fully aware of some of the things that it's writing. You know, I mean, right. I, I think it's just trying to appeal to a certain audience. You could be totally right on that. On that, I, I um, just think it. I just think for me as an adult man watching it alone, I had a moment where I was like, "This is just too, like, early days of like CWWB for me." And I mm-hmm. maybe I actually need to kind of push through that stuff to get to the good Marvel overarching you know, story elements that are more something that I'm into. And that's fine. That's fine. Uh, but Midnight Club, I thought so far, and you guys saw all the way to the end so far. Amazing. I'm really digging Midnight Club yeah. so far. It's a, it's really good. And it's like, not that it's a huge departure for Flanagan, but the the way that they're telling the story feels like a departure for him. Cause this is not Midnight Mass. I mean, at least to me, that was like my favorite show of whatever year it came out. I, that was last year. I love yeah, last year. Yeah, that was like, the best <laughs> yeah it's probably my favorite show and i watch way too much tv uh similar to movies uh so um this one i already had high hopes on uh ha, ha, hopes. derek's favorite man mm-hmm. um and uh what he went to see him live he did go see them live i'm just saying he, oh is that creed no, no that's panic, panic at the panic disco, disco. Uh, um yeah. but really uh, yeah he saw them live i don't know hey, what, hey, what? <laughs> yeah so, what uh, yeah, Listen, I, I actually don't mind Panic at the Disco, but that's really weird. Like, yeah, I know. I'm just saying. He saw them live. It's his favorite band. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I don't know how I got off track. But Wait, uh, by the way, I real loved... quick. Derek music is a lot of times the stuff that they'll have Dwight listening to in his car on The Office. <laughs> yes! Or it's stuff that uh, Stingray from Cobra Kai race. has blasting. Like, yeah, Stingray. that's right, too. <laughs> like, yeah, that, you nailed both of those. those uh, so, perfect. Anyway. He would totally be in Cobra Kai if it were real. Uh, <laughs> 100%. Oh my gosh. Um, Derek, Derek would be the sweep the leg guy. Sweep the fucking leg. Do it. Sweep it. Do it. That's oh um, alpha, bro. But Midnight Club, the pacing feels different for a Mike Flanagan show because in between the story of finding out this, all the mysteries and the facility that they're in, 
yeah. all these terminally sick kids are staying in like a hospital and there's some yeah there's some secret stuff going on there that they're trying to the whole uh, setup i was going to say yeah, very exactly intriguing. very intriguing. Uh, but, but in between that they're telling these very intricate and like very interesting stories to each other uh, at midnight, which has been a tradition at that facility. That's why it's the midnight club, right? They meet yeah. after hours to like try yeah. to spook each other with these stories. Yeah. Right, and that that club was established years ago, and they've just yeah. been keeping on the tradition. And the oh, is this a sequel compelling. to Breakfast Club? God, <laughs> yes. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Tape this guy's butt cheeks together. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's all I remember from that movie. Oh. <laughs> no, I remember way more. I love that movie to pieces. Uh, <laughs> But, Sorry, that being, but that being Emilio Estevez's character's trauma, like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they taped his butt part. cheeks together in a little. I don't ago. remember that at all. Uh, that was why he was in detention. Yeah. Good <laughs> uh, old Emilio. Anyway, uh, Midnight Club's really good. Um, it it it's not a typical My Flanagan thing where it's like a mini series. To me, it comes off like it's they're gearing up to a season two like oh uh-huh. i i think that right there are so many plot threads unfinished yeah and there has yeah. to be a season two yeah and, and gotcha. i feel like the fact that they whereas midnight mass mostly, really wrapped midnight mass yes. there's no way that would ever have more like that was so yeah. clean and, and um, all the all the haunted haunting on whatever shows those are all did. one and done so they were done uh so this one feels like they le- especially helps that they cast relatively unknowns in the in the lead roles that you feel like there's a chance they could all come back. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, with some exceptions because of the whole terminal illness thing. Uh, um, actually, I wanted to ask. So they're telling stories, like you're saying. Is yeah. there is there connections of these stories to the other things? They're kind of like uh, like the, the the stories almost act like them processing their traumas a little bit. So like a little yeah. pieces of their actual life make it into the story. Yeah. But you mm-hmm. don't really know what you do as the show goes on. You'll realize what the truth was and kind of what was okay. bended and stuff like that. But yeah, the stories are kind of about how they got to where they were loosely, yeah. all, and then added on I, with I some thematic spoofs. I've yeah. only seen the first episode and a half i don't think there's there's any like winks and nudges to other flanagan verse stuff but okay that's wrong. that's what yeah, i was getting at like, yeah okay. i mean i think netflix really likes the term flanagan verse but they're on a, i don't think there's any on, anything that says never, they haven't been connected so far yeah that's nothing yeah. has been uh connected yet the only so thing far. that's connected is you see a lot of the same actors but none of them are the same characters sure and, yeah and some actors you see show up i feel like flanagan is deliberately casting them in a role and you're like Oh, you you should that person that character should not talk to that person like <laughs> yeah, right yeah you know yeah. like like when you see the for example uh they cast the uh the actor that played Bev in Midnight Mass who ended up being the crazy freaking nun right. or whatever she was so uh, good she's <laughs> right so good she shows up in Midnight Club and I'm like oh, you better run immediately yeah. I was like person. she's <laughs> like uh, yeah because like she that's she did so yeah. well in the last show yeah. you know and they're t- and Flanagan is deliberately I think doing yeah that. i think he he's knows the audience is gonna you. see her and go don't trust her like yeah. immediately <laughs> uh so I, there's an element of like brilliance there i think and but yeah he there's a lot of guest stars and stuff that show up that like uh like example jack and wendy torrance from dr sleep show up in episode eight as a couple uh mm. totally different couple obviously they're not <laughs> you know, bash your brains in he's not doing any of that um <laughs> he's not doing any of that but like he's 
they play like a hitchhiking couple or whatever. That episode is so freaking powerful too, man. There's was, some, yeah, some of the I was getting uh, real uh, weepy at work. Some of the anthology episode. episode or uh, anthology stories or the stories in the in the story are really high concept and good. It's like, oh, that was actually a pretty good yeah. story they just told. Or well, and they, and they do a good job of setting it up with emotion right from the jump. You meet yeah. this girl, you kind of attach to her right away because she's very likable and she's got a bright future ahead of her and then gets this tragic news of being incredibly sick and you kind of learn over time, like, is this an adopted dad? Is this a stepdad? But he's a foster dad named Tim, by the way. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... um, <laughs> Wait, hold, hold up, hold up. Hold on, dude. Hold on. But yeah, they do a good job. A lot of times in those, any kind of like horror movie or show, they they just kind of like, they barely even try to connect the characters before they start killing them off. But, and you know, before they start doing horrible things to them. But in this, I feel like they did a good job. Hey, this is going to be a spooky show, but we want you to care a lot before you. There's episode seven followed by episode eight was like a, was so cruel. So cruel from a writing (laughs) perspective because there are some. Pretty severe gut punches in both. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was a back to back whammy. Those are yeah, those are definitely they, some good episodes. Man, yeah, I, it's, I it's ended, good though. It's really I, good. I really like Mike Flanagan has something happened in his life where this dude's obsessed about death and the concept of death and viewing death yeah. from different perspectives, whether it be like a ghost story or vampires, which is all about evading death or everlasting yeah, life you know getting away from death and now this which is all about terminally ill kids and facing death and uh you know uh, at a young age just too, coming like, coming to terms with it and stuff like that yeah. and it's just like something happened to this poor guy <laughs> where he's it's, so it's, obsessed with exploring death it's, the concept it's so of interesting like, it's like mm. they're trying to grasp with their own mortality while they don't even know who they are yet as people yeah so they didn't even they didn't even get to become like there's a person a, so yet, there's like an know? added layer of tragedy to it because of that like it's I mean, it makes sense though if you think about what makes spooky stuff spooky is it the it's just a creative and and sudden ways for someone's life to end as possible like that's mm-hmm. kind of what makes scary stuff scary is death happening unexpectedly and tragically that's usually what it means like being thrown down a staircase <laughs> three or flights whatever. of stairs yeah <laughs> <laughs> like by a door by a door being kicked by open. a door being opened yeah. in your face yeah, yeah. Jeez. Um, so I, I mean, so it makes sense. But yeah, you're right. He's exploring like the intricacies yeah. of it and like the the slow build to it. If you're really sick in this particular case, so it's just very, very interesting. He clearly knows how to create really interesting characters and and overall stories. So I'm, yeah, I'm and, and, to, and to get these types of performances out of a bunch of nobody kids, like that's pretty good. Because I was yeah. worried immediately. I'm like, oh, a show about kids. Like kids can't act. Right. Uh, that's where right. my mind goes immediately every time. And I was like, oh, okay, most of these people are good. Some of them struggle a little bit, but like they, most of them hold it together. One of and... them, uh, Anya, is it, he found her on TikTok. Oh, she's really? Like an actor. Yeah. The wheelchair girl? The wheelchair yeah. girl, yeah. Really? Yeah, she's a, she's wow. a real life. She's a firecracker, she's a, man. Yeah. She's a lower leg amputee in real life. And, um, and she just made TikToks that went viral and he found her on there. She's since deleted her account. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where he found. She's not even an actor, so it's just wow. crazy. She's great. The too. ways yeah. that he found these people that I would argue some of them are not actors, and he got something special out of them. Man, some of them are just. Anya's yeah. a very memorable character. She's um, very memorable. Yeah. 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 So I'm really digging that one. Wheelchair. <laughs> God damn! What? Oh gosh, man, that was almost I'm a... terrible. I'm All right, so just... hold, hold we're on. going. 
We're going oh. uh, positive, negative, positive, negative. The only other negative, and it's the same thing with Miss Marvel. I need to actually just like let me just watch the show from start to finish because I want to see everything that happens. I really didn't like the first episode of She Hulk very much. Sorry, <laughs> <I just> Jeff. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's a bad show. It just I didn't I didn't like. It. I really hated her rant. I was watching it like, did the writers not see any of the previous Marvel stuff with that Hulk went through? Like for her to rant at him and for that to be like a heroic moment for I, that just really annoyed me. So I was fi- I found myself annoyed by her character, and I, even though I'm think I'm supposed to like her, and so it wasn't poorly acted. It wasn't like I just felt like you're trying to make her a winning character in the mind of viewers, and I found her to be actually pretty unlikable. But maybe that changes over time. Maybe that's part of her arc as she be you know she learns a lesson through this. But it felt like they were trying to make that a heroic moment, and I found it to be pretty annoying. So that's that's my other dip down it's a to slightly negative it's not the worst thing i've ever seen i just didn't like it I, I, tim I'm you sorry. bad <laughs> i'm bad by the way you, bad. this this hat you before bad. before anyone gets mad at me for not liking stuff that you like i'm sorry uh but this hat is actually it was a birthday present because my three-year-old will say this uh she says you bet so my wife had this hat made she says it to me all the time it doesn't matter what i do daddy like, you bad she, yeah she will she'll be like you bad dad. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. She goes, you nice, you nice. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she'll be like, you bad. That's her thing. Well, I think uh, Kyle and I felt pretty similar about the first episode of She-Hulk where we were like, man, that was funnier than I expected. And it wasn't, it didn't, the CG didn't look as bad as the trailers made it look. Like It, it we did have funny moments. I got to give it credit. It was like, um, oh, it's funny. Yeah. And then it just gets every episode just gets better and in, in fact not the cg the cg doesn't get better no the <laughs> but CG. the show the show does get better the cg actually might get worse to be honest they are overworked <laughs> they are overworked so. so if i could just make a quick case though like i don't like when you set up a character to be you're trying to make them um a little bit of a victim like they've been through really hard times and they've got it tougher than you do and here's why okay but then when you show them like in a work environment, she's clearly the one in charge. Like she gets her way. She's uh, she's bullheaded and like she kind of wins at work, too. So then when she does that rant, it didn't make any sense to me. I think that's where I was coming from. I was like, how are you going to like if, if she would have well, lost at yeah. work and then rants about that, then I'm like, I'm more on her side. I'm well, symp- I feel unsympathetic. And also her. we've gotten all the way she back was, she was fired, to Incredible right? I thought, Hulk. I thought she was in a bad place in that first episode. She was fired I, from her job. I could, be, and... I could be misremembering. Oh, I think that's yeah. the second episode, so spoilers on that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we've All gotten... I'm saying is there was an interaction. If you watch oh. the first episode, not that you'll want to go back and rewatch it, but whatever. If you go back and rewatch it, she, in the first episode, if I remember correctly, I could be totally misremembering this. She dominates at work. Like, the, there's a man and female in the in the picture. The man says something. She just totally brushes him off, and he loses, and she wins. And the other girl's like, "You go, girl!" type of a reaction because she's so awesome. And then later, she's ranting to Bruce about how hard she has it, about how no one respects her, and men are always trying to explain her job. So, I, as I'm as I'm listening, I, I think those are the parts that made her to me personally a little less likable than I think they wanted her to be. I think they want her to be a likable, sympathetic character, and I don't think they succeeded. But that's just... tricky with these shows. They're just, like, throwing these shows at us that are split into multiple parts, right? But it's like we've we've had all of – and like you're saying, kind of jumping to that, like, oh, life is hard because I'm a woman. But, and, but we've seen 
like this whole arc with Bruce all the way back to Incredible Hulk of what he's literally gone through. And then you like know, people the in way, his life actually dying a lot. Right. Yeah. Like and, and all the way fast forwarding to the glove and the snap and everything and right. and like all of the hardships that he's had to go through. So it's not about like one being more than the other or anything. But like you're saying, like, yeah, she's just kind of coming out of nowhere. Be like, oh, I've dealt with this and all that. And. Maybe yeah. it just comes across as th- too aggressive. I don't think, I think they, they were doing trauma Olympics. I thought she was just explaining why she was able to control her anger, whereas mm. he struggled at the beginning. Yeah, um, yeah. I felt like mm-hmm. that's that's how the scene played to me. It didn't come off to me that's like, fair. well, let me tell you yeah. how hard it's been for me compared to you. It and that's how I read that it. Way to me. I so might have misread I, I it. Know. Yeah, I might have misread it. I think, uh, I think I, I want to sympathize with her as a character, as a human being, regardless of if she was a dude or a girl yeah. or somewhere in between. And I, I feel s- like they, they really want us to be like, here's mm-hmm. why she's special, the vagina. And it's like, okay, <laughs> make what? her an what? important what? character what? outside of that. And I feel like... Okay. So I didn't, I didn't... That's all. That's all. There's a moment that I hated in the premiere, and it was... Uh, I think it was her putting her shoes back on at the end, and I was like... And then the, the beat drop. It was like some horrible... Uh, I've seen the gifts. Yeah, I've seen the gifts. I was like, oh my god, this is... This is so cringe. And the then CGI is really good in that scene, right? And then there's a moment that happens in the mid credit scene that made me laugh so hard I forgot why I was mad. Uh, so yeah, whatever. You know, I was <laughs> I was actually mentioning this to another friend who loves Marvel stuff, and his his encouragement to me, he was like, "Hey, I get it, man. I get it. Like they could have done a better." Jo-. His take was they could have done a better job at making her sympathetic, especially at the beginning, because he loves the show. So yeah, just so you guys know, like I've talked to other it's folks not, who really love the show, a, but he's, me, but he it said wasn't an, it was a journey to loving the show. Yeah, it wasn't he, an immediate love. He said, sure. just, just watch the whole thing. Cause if you're a fan of Marvel, you'll be a fan of the show when it's all said and done, allow the, her story arc to take place. Cause we also talked about Obi-Wan when that show first came out and I was like, I'm not sure I love what they're doing at the beginning. When that show wrapped, I was like, mm-hmm. I loved this arc that they did in Obi-Wan. I loved yeah. it. So he was like, just treat it the same way, man. Just let it be a whole story. And also let it be funny. Like, let it be lighthearted. And if they miss some beats where they could have maybe made her more sympathetic, because I was t- complaining about her mm-hmm. not being very sympathetic. He was like, let that stuff slide and just kind of let her character play out. And I was like, all right, fine. So like, by, by the way, get, uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. Yeah. You're going to have to let the Megan the Stallion thing go. Yeah, and all your like vagina, like rah rah pro women stuff, that's all staying. So like, you gotta let that shit go that's too. All, that's all staying. You that's know? all staying. It is called She Hulk, you know. It's gonna be. No, there's a moment in Megan. There's a moment involving Megan the Stallion that made the whole internet, not the whole, but a lot of people very loudly mad. And I'll yeah. just. It, no, I don't no, think no, you're no. gonna be not Lizzo playing it. like a crystal flute mad, but mad, mad, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't have to dance around it. Like that was so much on the. I saw that meme instantly. Oh, you saw I, that? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I and I know that was like a credit sequence. Like yeah, a, it wasn't a big deal to me at all. Like because it was a mid. It's thing. literally there for the joke. And by the way, like, and uh, and for Kyle and for anyone else watching. I don't have a problem with them saying like this. One of the characteristics that she has to fight through is the fact that she's a woman in a man's world. Like hit that hard if you need to like hit that point hard. But that alone isn't enough to make her a sympathetic character. You have yeah. to do more. It's all I was getting at. They, so. they show they show more of what she goes through as the show goes on. OK, so cool. I, maybe her explanation just came on prematurely. In the show. And hey, there's a reason why it's a series and not just one episode and they were done. So right. I, you have sure. to. 
I think we all do this, and you guys probably do it too. You'll like I know some of you, Jeff, you especially, you watched like one or two episodes of the Terminal, or maybe you in, or uh, Terminal Lists. Maybe you ended up watching more than that. I still but no, I still need to watch more. There are that's a that's a good example. Where I would be like, hey, listen, that show actually by the time it wraps, I thought it was a really excellent show, even though it really struggles to get off the ground in the first couple episodes. Okay. And so this might be it. one of those things where it's like, hey, She Hulk didn't get off the ground for me personally right mm-hmm. away, but. Um, over time it did so anyway i, think, I know we I t- felt the same actually about jack ryan uh where it started really slow me too and yeah, then yeah, by yeah episode seven i was like holy shit this show is really good like yeah it, it, i was just like i can't stop watching now like I, yeah i went from <laughs> i don't want to watch this anymore to i think john krasinski might be my favorite action character or, you know <laughs> right. actor right now so yeah yeah, yeah. do it he was and fantastic and um starts right away with a tragedy that makes me go i gotta keep watching this show yeah. it's really good what was that Michael Bay movie? Um, uh, which one? 30, 13 hours. 14, yeah. That was fantastic. I really that. That was good. One. Ambulance is hot trash, but whatever. People <laughs> love that movie. 13 uh, hours might be Michael Bay's best movie. The Rock. The Rock know, has man. something to say to you. Oh, The Rock. Uh, yeah, that's right. The Rock has something no, to say about that. No, you see, it's got Nicolas Cage in it, so no. It's All right, not, but no. it's up there. It's, it's one of his better <laughs> recent movies, that's for sure. Um, okay, go so ahead. So the other show i wanted to mention and then we'll talk about this uh this is a show on peacock and it is actually really good it's called a friend of the family and it's uh there's a documentary on netflix actually about this true story it's got called... balding colin hanks in this movie in the show it does yeah he's in there uh anna paquin's in this uh jake lacy who has appeared in many mm-hmm. things you'll recognize him when you see him um yeah. it, it, he's the, pete the... from the office yes so i think i think the I think the documentary on Netflix was called Abducted in Plain Sight. And it was about this woman in the 70s who, uh, at age 12, she was abducted by her neighbor. Um, And then I don't even think he served jail time. I think it was like, well, this is your first offense, and the family is not really coming down on you hard enough. So slap on the wrist. And then it was a few years later he abducted her again. So that's the story of the show. Um, And... There's actually more involved with him getting sexual with his her parents too. Like there's a whole it's a crazy freaking story. Wow. Wow. Uh, so it's a wild ride, dude. It's Jeez. Yeah. And and him being played by Jake Lacey, who is a very unassuming person. Yeah. Uh he's got so much charisma. He's very kind of vanilla makes looking. Him even more yeah. menacing. Like it, it makes Jeez. like it's it's kind of wild. Mm. Um Right. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's not done yet, but it's like five episodes are out. So it's there's a lot out there now, and it should end by episode eight or nine or something. Okay. Um, but it's really good so far. Um, but yeah, Rings of Power, baby. We just completed. Yeah. We hit the finale. I think Kyle just finished it a couple hours ago, right? Um, yeah. I watched it like at 11 p.m. last night. Like right when it hit Prime, I scared basically. the shit out of my dog because the opening of the finale – allowed in my apartment made, made me go motherfucker <laughs> your dog just about. instantly pooped uh, <laughs> and he was like oh he's mad and i was like but i was like actually happy like i was like yeah. oh oh motherfucker like i was like hyped by the, the by dog's the like me what um it was just something that happened that Whatever. There are things that happen throughout the season that made make you guess certain things, and then you get something of an answer in the very beginning of the mm. episode. So it just made me super hyped. 
That's but cool. that's not the only thing that happened in the finale. So, like, there are actually two more moments in the episode that made me go, oh, my God. Like, it's just, oh, <laughs> it was such a good finale. And it just delivers, as Kyle said in his message to me, there were definitely lords and there were definitely rings in that episode. <laughs> yeah. Very much Wait, so. wait what? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, let me no. tell you, they're building. That's what that, that's the thing. They're building up to the lords and the rings. So yeah, wow. yeah. The fact that there are lords and rings in the finale. Is, wait, wait, like, guys, is there power? We haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, I haven't we seen haven't it seen yet. yet but, but there is dormant mm, power for sure. Is power. there a ring yeah. like a? Uh, ring? Not quite yet. Not yet. Mm. <laughs> we had to build. Remember, because Sauron there's 17 other the ring. rings they build first. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Sauron wanted the ring to rule them all because right. they built three rings. Right. Right. To fight Sauron. So yes. Uh, we're not there yet, but uh, we are at the uh, the three rings. Big fans of jewelry. Yeah. They love their so, jewelry uh, on Middle Earth. The yeah. build, man. Um, I know people have been kind of lukewarm on the build to the finale. But mm. uh, I've enjoyed the ride. I, I think Kyle has too. I've liked it a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, some episodes are better than others, uh, for sure. I think you might recognize that mountain. I think the episode involving that mountain uh, was uh, really good. Um, yeah. And then the episode following that was really good. And then the finale happened after that. Like, I mean, right. I thought it was a real, real strong three episodes there at the end. For um, sure. It's, it's a, it's a wind up at the beginning, so people just have to kind of like. Yeah, just kind of. Be patient. I gotta be like, man, there's a lot of talking. I'm like, there wasn't Lord of the Rings too. They talk for like 90% of those movies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's the other thing is people were like, well, and the writing and the way they talk this movie sucks. I'm like, that's how they talked in the movies that we all like, though. Like that fantasy jargon, weird, you know, like people don't talk like I mean, elves are talking ethereally and stuff like that. You know, I'm like, yeah, they speak elvish. Like, uh, that's kind of what the whole thing's about, man. You know, so um, I've I've, a lot of the uh, criticism. The elves are all white people. So, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And uh, there's just a lot of just like, well, it's not real Tolkien because they weren't they were only allowed to use notes and not real text, you know, and it's like. You guys just who cares? You know what else wasn't exactly like the books? The movies that you like, <laughs> right? So right. you don't like, even no, no, know Tolkien that directed you those. don't even know that Gandalf's a god in those movies. Like you have to read the books you, to know that. Kyle, I for, I always forget this detail, and I'm sorry. Uh, are you a book guy? Did you read the books? No. No. Okay. Read, so my <laughs> I don't read. No, I I, 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 I grew up reading like says. I I grew up reading like Star Wars books and other fantasy books like Dark Elf yeah. and stuff like that, but never Lord of the gotcha. Rings. Yeah. So I me neither. My my love for this series stems only from the original trilogy, really. Right. And yes. I hope that all these people are complaining. I hope now. you read the Summerillion. That's why you're like you know you read that weird dumb <laughs> encyclopedia. Yeah. That's not a fun read. It isn't because uh, <laughs> I've seen it. Like it's just. It looks like some crazy person's like notes. Like it just. It's, <laughs> it's, it's and like so everyone, everyone's just like, oh, it's not the Summerillion's not in this. I'm like, did you read an encyclopedia? Like, why are you so mad about this? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. To me. If there's a character, by the way, if there is a character in the show that the name doesn't sound familiar to you, just wait. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait. That's all I'll say. Or if they don't uh, have a name yet, just wait. I don't want to wait. wait. I don't want to wait. I'm just saying, if Tom Bombadil doesn't show up soon, I'm kick quitting the show. I'm out. If Billy Baggins is not showing, I'm out. Where's Billy Baggins? Very expensive first... looking show. Very cool. I've, I've, I've oh yeah, this is. Right. I mean, yeah. every scenic shot like this, I'm like, this Gorgeous. is a very expensive show. Well, they already and said they're starting filming of season two, but we're not going to get it for years. Like, probably. Yeah. Not. And they yeah. said that yeah. season two is going to be more canonical. 
So mm. I don't know what that means. I don't know if there was a deal with the estate where they are able to use maybe more notes or something like that. Mm. But they, they said that season two, they're going to stick closer to canon. Huh. Whatever that means. Well, I mean, I guess okay. given, the, given the way the finale... Well, we're building up towards something that obviously the prequel or the the very first scene in Lord of the Rings, you know, like that big battle or whatever. Mm. That's the battle that ends the second age. And this is what we're building up towards. We're building up towards that battle. So at some point, it has to get... How Galadriel is, is she's narrating the story, right? And she's like... Yeah, at the very beginning, and Elrond's there, like at the battle. It's Leodore and her father. Yeah. All those characters are here. Yeah, yeah, we're building up towards... So it has to get on that track at some point. So it makes sense, you know? But, like... Yeah. So probably by the time, like, season three or four comes out, like, they're probably using a lot of jargon and words that are directly lifted from, like, Lord of the Rings. Even though there already is that stuff. It's just I know there's a lot of things that are off-limits, you know? Kind of like mm. Marvel not being able to say mutants type of agreements and stuff like that for a long time, so... Well, I mean, they yeah. can say it now, but, you know... Well, they can say it now. Yeah, yeah, they're, they bought, they're bought their way out of that problem. They're throwing that out directly to the camera. They're looking at the camera going, huh? A little, little <laughs> wink, wink, yeah. Little wink, wink. Uh, it's kind of like... Did you know they did a Clarice show and they couldn't say the word Hannibal? They couldn't even reference Hannibal Lecter? Yeah, I yeah. didn't know yeah. they couldn't say him. Yeah, that's no, I why I didn't watch it. I go, I'm not watching that then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't get the rights to Hannibal itself. Oh my. They only got Clarice, so she's solving like a bunch of other crimes. Unrelated. And that's, all, that's also why Hannibal, the show, did the Red Dragon last because they couldn't get the rights to that for the longest time, right? And then they yeah. finally did, and then they were like, oh, well, we can do the prequel now. I'm like, well, y'all already did. <laughs> <laughs> all the sequels so <laughs> of all the hannibal stuff i've seen on screen i do think red dragon that movie with edward norton and ray fines might be the, my favorite oh so good of all i of mean them. is there ever a time that ray fines is cast as bad guy and does not deliver like, oh I mean, right yeah even in a no. small movie like in bruges he kills it he's, kill, he's yeah, great he's in that. i'm sorry such for yeah. calling you an inanimate he's such, object yeah. like, he's just Te- so terrible as voldemort though terrible as voldemort. <laughs> how dare you sir unmemorable Oh, what I could have... Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Hagrid, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah. The boy who lived R.I.P. Hagrid. Oh, yeah, Robbie Coltrane. Yep. A legend in, uh, what's it called? Goldeneye, too, right? Yeah, Goldeneye, yeah, that's what I yeah. meant, bro. He was, like, the best friend or whatever. D- Dimitriov he's the or Russian, something? Yeah, he's the Russian contact or whatever. Yes, Russian yeah, he's in both Goldeneye. Goldeneye and World is Not Enough, yeah. I remember that because he was in the games too for the came out yeah, was, yeah. a little bit. Um, right, guys, but well, yeah, is... Lord of the Rings: Rings of Power is great to us, and that doesn't seem to be a popular opinion, I guess. But uh, we love it. We're getting Dude, more. Dude, I, I I've, I've seen yeah, exactly. uh, the first two episodes. I was waiting till the rest of it came out, which just recently aired the final episode. So I'm going to watch through the rest of it. It's a good binge. So so far, yes. And I'm, I probably will rewatch those first two now that you mentioned that too. Like I think I'll rewatch. I'll just do the whole thing. Um, but um, I I personally found it to be like instantly I'm right back in this magical place that I was with the movies. All six right. of the movies that have come right. out. So like it feels I found special, the, you know? I found the characters and the environments and the 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 writing. I found all of it to be like right what I expected, and it took me right back in. So. I don't know. I think a lot of people wanted to hate it already. And then you could probably make an argument about some of the stuff I criticized tonight. Well, you wanted to hate it. All right, maybe, but I try not to do that when I watch stuff. And I think, I think 
most people do, you know, but sometimes. Yeah, I don't want to hate Halloween ends. Yeah. I really didn't. I wanted more kills. <laughs> but do you think with this like, particular, there are people who already were mad about whatever thing about Lord of the Rings and started I think people the show. get attached yes. to certain things. They were, know, I think there sure. were a good number of people who were already like, I'm mad about the way this is being made. Or the way yeah. There was nothing that anybody was going to say to ever... Well, I mean, I feel like there's already a a consensus among some people. Uh, Some of them are in our group, and I do like talking to them, so I'm not bashing (laughs) what they're saying, but they already say stuff about Marvel being too woke. The shows and movies, specifically, I'm talking about. Not comics. Oh, yeah. But some of them are talking about comics, too. Uh, But, like, that means, to me, that anything that comes out by Marvel, they automatically hate it because they assume it's going to have woke stuff in it. Some of them, they might be right. Sometimes they're usually off. And it's also kind of, there's also kind of unfair because, yeah, there might be some times when something is really on the nose and eye rolly. Sure, that's going to happen. Yep. But to write all of it off, I think, is unfair. Yeah, a moment that is, you know, it's one ingredient of like a greater, you know, know, item. Like the two Avengers, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, are just some of my favorite Marvel things I've ever seen on any screen. And sure, when all the girls go marching together (laughs) on the battlefield, I cringe hard at that moment. Because of but, how powerful it was, right? It hit, me hard. it hit me hard. It was so brave and stunning. It was so brave and stunning. And but whatever, man. That's, those movies freaking rule. So like, don't yeah, yeah, so right. Don't I let su- that kind of thing suddenly hate the whole thing now. Right. <laughs> yeah. So whatever. Don't. I, I don't think yeah, you whatever. need to, to write it all off. It is what it is. Hey. Uh, overall, there's so much good stuff to watch and to play, and there's about to be a lot more good stuff to play. Very. Oh exciting. my gosh. And so we're about to hit a award uh, season for movies too, so you're about to hear me talking season. about yep. a whole bunch of pretentious crap. Uh, I'm sure Can't you're very excited. Wait, Can't I wait. love pretentious crap. It's my favorite kind of crap. <laughs> my least favorite time of the year for movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's like great, Whatever, man. You like yeah, Spielberg I, and stuff. I do, but you know what? I also like dumb stuff like David Harbor playing uh, Santa Claus shooting a bunch of people. <laughs> yes, oh my I, gosh. that's my kind of. That's my kind of movie. You know? Wasn't it called Violet movie, Night? Dude. It's called Violet Way Night. Way more that yeah. uh, I'm going to deck your halls. He says so many oh one-liners in that movie. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm so excited I can't wait that. for that. They already played it at like Fantastic Fest, and people loved it. So I can't yeah. wait. Gosh. Way more than whatever like girl with terminal cancer is falling in love with hot boy from high school movie that's coming out like this season. Like, I hate those movies. Who cares? If I would have told you that Violent Night will be a better film than Halloween Ends, you might not have believed me. Until... No. Yeah, I know it's definitely yeah. going to happen for sure. Though yeah, I, saw, be, the, I yeah. saw the trailer in like Twitter. Like I didn't watch yeah. the trailer. I just I saw the premise for it, and I was like, "There's no way in hell I'm going to watch this." And then I watched the trailer, and I was like, "I'm I'm going to watch one. this." Yeah, I'm yeah. there day one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 because uh, his rendition of Hellboy. Not that it was like his fault or anything. Obviously, the that newer Hellboy movie yeah. was mm-hmm. not was good. Okay. Yeah, I heard it very messy. All right, guys. Well, thank you for this long chat. It's been fun, though. Lots of stuff to cover. And then next week, we've got a ton of new games that we'll be talking about. And uh, Derek, hey, enjoy your Panic at the Disco uh, concert (laughs) that you go to every week. I chimed in with the haven't you people ever heard Every single week. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you all for listening and watching. We're out. Giant boobs, just big, giant yabos, just the big. <laughs> <laughs>